engineer Randy here just with a quick note up top that Clark and Russell's audio in this episode is uh, a little hot. So it might sound uh, quite different from past episodes and a lot different from my uh, personal microphone. Um, but you know, they're doing a lot over there. They're, uh, they're recording audio. They're, they got a soundboard. They're doing bits. So, you know, I really appreciate, uh, how much work Russell has been doing for the show. And, you know, sometimes it happens. So yeah, just a quick note. Uh, enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 214 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is a man who won't come to San Bruno, California, but he's going to go to Boise, Idaho. He'll tell us why. It's Randy Michael Stamp. Uh, I don't need to tell you why again. Just listen to the next three hours of the episode and we get into it at the very end. I think that's what he meant. That's exactly. I was setting, I was setting the tingies, Randy. It sounded like you wanted me to say it again right now. No, no. I do, but I mean, look, I was, did I bait you a little bit? Yes. Cause is irritated Randy one of my favorite forms of Randy? Yes, it is. I'm good. I like, I like a punchy Randy. Oksana Valeria Osachi joins us. Oksana, what do you think about a little, a little, little extra pepper in Randy? I think that was a defensive Randy. I don't know if it qualifies as a pep. Oh, Randy, your thoughts? I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> podcasting man you just do it from your own homes now you don't have to have guests in studio you don't have to get in a car and put carbon emissions into the earth dude you know oh my god randy if you speaking of carbon emissions did you watch that uh ewan mcgregor uh and his buddy go from south america to los angeles on electric motorcycles yet (laughs) no but i would because i enjoyed the first two specials they did Wait, they did they did specials before this thing? Or two series. They did two other ones before. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did two where they uh, drove motorcycles, like, yeah, a very long distance, and they filmed the whole thing. I forget oh, what it's called. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, Is it called The Motorcycle Diaries? <laughs> no, it's called Long Way Round, I think. Oh my goodness, yes, I've heard about it again, sparked zero interest because who cares? It's good. Joining us on the show this week is no one (laughs) because sometimes people don't answer their emails and, uh, you know, we get towards uh, ready to do the, uh, you know, the show and we don't have no guests because... You know, they're like, uh, you know, who are you? You know, Terry Gross, you know what I mean? And uh, we were sitting there holding my peckers, so. This is worse than Creepy Clark. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to guess Sylvester Stallone, but I could understand too much uh, of it, so. You know. know, Also, sometimes people do answer their emails, but it's with a rejection. Yeah, we got rejected. Oksana said it. I didn't. Um, I handled rejection very well. You can see that on my Tinder profile. <laughs> Russell gets mad when I say it's uh, that I got rejected. 
because <laughs> he thinks I'm getting like butt hurt about it. I mean, look, the, you know, we reached out to a guest and they swiped left. <laughs> what are you going to do? This is when you're out there in the world. This is part of the thing. So uh, it's just us this week. And frankly, we haven't had a little family dinner episode in a, in a while. So um, it was great for us to talk because we figured we could get this done under three hours. And uh, it's going to be about 2.45, so. Yeah. Still, I'm sorry. It's under three. We're not done with this intro yet. But helping us get there, Oksana Valerina Osachi, <laughs> what can we watch this week? Um. So, before I get into releases, let me talk about the... Bel- releases? That's a lot of Sasquatch chiz. Boom. Reaching. Get it? Reaching? (laughs) Reach around? That's a lot of Sasquatch chiz. Boom. Back to back dead jokes. Russell not to give you that soundboard, but for different reasons. I thought you hate it. Hey, Oksana. You're a big dick. Thank you so much. Buddy. (laughs) All right, what have we got? The Balboa Theater is teaming up with the Roxy and Pier 7. Pierce. Pier 7. No, (laughs) my words. Pier 70. They've joined forces to bring you drive-in movies in San Francisco. Um, It's going to be at Pier 70. Tickets include two meals. Concessions are on site and space is very limited. So um, October is actually already sold out. They have, um, I think it's a movie a week. They're showing Invasion of the Body Snatchers on Halloween. But if you check out the Balboa's website, cinemasf.com slash Balboa, they will be posting November's schedule soon. So that's, that is exciting. All the drive-ins are, you know, 40 minutes away from the city. So this one will be right on, on the ocean. Oh. (laughs) Um, Also coming out this week. They Live Inside Us, which I mentioned last week, from uh, writer-director Michael Bailiff, I think. You nailed it. <laughs> um, it's coming out Tuesday the 6th. Did I already say the title? I'm blanking. Hmm? They Live Inside Us. Yeah, you said it. From um, Witching Season Films. It's about a man who spends Halloween night at a notoriously haunted house hoping to find inspiration for a new project. He soon realizes he's living a horror story. That's going to be on VOD and um, I believe it's on disc. For sure on VOD as of Tuesday of this week. Also Tuesday, To Your Last Death will be coming out on VOD and Blu-ray. It's directed by Jason Axon, I think is A-X-I-N-N. Okay. Um, it's an animated, very violent movie about a woman who takes her father, who takes on her father and the entity known as Game Master in order to save her siblings. It looks a lot like um, Metalocalypse or what's so, the, the spy one? The spy one. The spy animated movie. I spy. No. Archer. It spy looks, versus spy. It looks a lot Archer. like Archer to me, right? So okay. I was looking through the animators, and there was there's one guy. He's the lead animator on To Your Last Death. He was an intern for Metalocalypse at some point. Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Let's see. So that will be out on Tuesday. It's got um, Bill Mosley, Ray Wise, William Shatner are all in the cast. Oh, boy. And I think the animations just look like them. Or did they have a medic on site? <laughs> I just point something. <laughs> God, all three of those could drop dead at any time. I mean, Shatner. But if you've wanted... Shatner's like 90 years old. But he, and he's, he's fat. <laughs> he's very active, though. He's a unicorn. I don't know. Um, so if you want to see Ray Wise rip someone's face off of their head... Oh, yes, please. Yeah, check out To Your Last Death on Tuesday. And I guarantee you, when he did that, his hair was still in perfect condition. His hair is amazing. I watched part of the trailer. Fantastic. Uh, amazing animated hair. Ray Wise is... Never gonna age any further than where he's at now. <laughs> um, so the day after this episode airs, The Wolf of Snow Hollow will be coming out in limited theaters and on VOD. Um, it's from writer director Jim Cummings, who was an actor in Thirteen Cameras. Yes. Sounds pretty interesting, but a really Wait, gross Jim slammer. Cummings. He's he's an actor originally. I think. This is like maybe his second movie directing. Uh, did he direct Thunder Road? Is that the same yes. Jim Cummings? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we tried to get him on the show. Again, rejected. <laughs> I don't remember. That was years ago. I that was like two years ago. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a cool guy to talk. I think he stars in this one too. It's about a stressed out cop who struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies build up after each full moon. Well, since he rejected us, as far as I'm concerned, he's a pedophile. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not true. That's clearly done for comedic purposes. So that will be out Friday the 9th. For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those to podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not any of my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. And The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell enemy, Randy. Clark is also back on Letterboxd, so you can find all three of us there. ski <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm very active these days. I don't know, just trying to get back in the groove of things. I feel like it's a good way... Uh, for me to keep notes of what I see. I used to keep it on my actual uh, notes application, um, and then I stopped doing that, and I just think that uh, the the communal atmosphere of Letterboxd uh, may be better and maybe wean me away from other social media devices that are a little bit more destructive in my life. Or, as I understand, I, I need to get out of the game. Because you're so active on other Something's got to go. I look at it all the time. Oh, well. Just because I'm not yapping all the time or posting pictures of my, you know, quinoa salad. <laughs> Sounds good, actually. And by, and by quinoa salad, I mean DoorDash McDonald's. <laughs> That's biggest, more my speed. The biggest days. McDonald's bag I've ever seen. Um, also, we do mention it in the actual episode, but before I sign off and, and throw it to the meat and potatoes portion of the show, just want to mention that uh, at the end of the show, uh, Randy Michaelstadt, our engineer-in-chief, will be adding on a five-minute or so clip that we recorded uh, with guests a few weeks ago, uh, Stu Jopia and Chris Zombie King. Um, when we talked to them, we we 
carried on the conversation for another hour or so uh, once the <laughs> mics were turned off and uh, we noticed that uh, this was pretty good information that probably we could uh, record. And so we recorded a little bit of that conversation. Um, so it's in the middle of something that we're talking about uh, involving Chris and his uh, recent medical foibles. So uh, it's quite entertaining a couple uh, minutes there uh, that we'll end with the clip. Just wanted to give you a little bit of context. So uh, enjoy the show and we'll see you for 2.15. I don't know what that was. I hated it. You should have filmed it. Now cut. Because that's where I'm buried. You get it? That's a really good one. Because I'm a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) You're also a creep. What do you think, Randy? Uh, Do you like Soundgarden? Speaking of which, I heard you're a a music head. (laughs) Soundgarden? Are those those two little dudes in turtlenecks and stuff? (laughs) Yeah, that's them. Wait, what was the name of the band I just made up? Oh, man, it was off the air and it was gold. The Beatles. Muddy something. It was Muddy muddy Verbiage. Muddy Verbiage. There we go. All right. You know what's correctly pronounced? Verbiage. Is it really? It is. And on that, microphone (laughs) drop. It's a dark day. Creepy Clark is schooling me on how to pronounce words. This week's two-sentence horror story brought to you again by Joe Oliver coming back into the mix. Joe Joe sent us like, what, five? We ran through those, and then you sent him a message. He's like, oh, you're out. Let me send you some more. Yeah, well, we've been talking. If you haven't seen Joe Oliver's Instagram, I believe it's uh, Joe Oliver Arts. Uh, he's fucking talented. Um, he, he did a bunch of art for Madeline back when um, she was still working with Puff. And, uh, you know, we've been juggling the idea of maybe doing merch at some point. And I was talking to him about it. And he was like, hey, here's four more. So that was his fifth. And, uh, yeah, we got like more. Beethoven. Yeah. We've got a bunch. There's a backlog. Nothing. Now. I get nothing on that. <laughs> I, I, it, it was delayed for me, but, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so much. Yeah, what's up with your internet, Randy? Oh, the internet wasn't delayed. I was just looking at a text. Oh, you're so that's hot. my bad. Oh, Mr. Popularity <laughs> over here. <laughs> Who is it from? You don't got a clip for that? A popular? No, I don't know. Yeah, play the fuck Randy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fuck Randy. All right. Thanks, Alberta. <laughs> who's, who's texting you right now, bro? Who's texting oh, it's you? It's just a uh, three on a Monday. <laughs> it's just a group text with like 10, 11 band dudes. People from LA, people from UA. Pass. So you're not getting a name. United Artist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get us a deal with UA, so we'll see. Of course, you picked the worst <laughs> movie theater chain. They're getting in the podcast game, I heard, so. I don't know. Is is UA owned by Regal? Aren't they? Are they in bed with one another? Uh, I don't know. They, I don't think so. Were. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have an incoming call from potential spam. Oh, my God. <laughs> Answer it. Answer it on the- That's my band name. 
No. Play it in the mic. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, who was it really? A potential spam. You, you know the spams. Am I going to get a phone call? You Nobody got potential spam, inbox spam. I don't like spams. How neither of you would even name who was calling. Bitch, I told you. Potential, comma, spam. <laughs> I don't know if spam. It's <laughs> this. <laughs> All right. Welcome, man. Yeah. This week we don't have a guest. No guest. Because you're too busy. No. Do you want to know? Do you want to go into why we don't have a guest? Too busy. You're too cool. Uh, You've got a new job. Speaking of too cool. Yeah, I know. The guest was too cool. No. You created a narrative. Of course I did, because I'm trying to (laughs) lose tickets, baby. (laughs) To what? The weddings you're going to start officiating? Look, man. Let me tell you something. You're, how are you chewing that one nut so much into that mic? Uh, Randy, <laughs> You're nibbling on one single nut. Because I, because I had the mentality of Gandhi. Oh. You understand? Oh, speaking of nut. Give, give a man a nut for a day and you can <laughs> teach him. <laughs> He'll chew for a long time. <laughs> um, Randy, uh, oh God. Here we go. Production on the air again. Um, gorilla nuts. It's a good segue to uh, to pitch. I uh, so I glue. Randy, I think two weeks ago when we talked to um, Zombie King and we were promoting Dead and Night Film Fest with Stu, I sent you a clip that was uh, bonus interview shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually went in and I cleaned it up. Um, Clark's mic was super hot on that. And they actually. Clark talked- was also super hot. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and um, they talked about things that weren't supposed to be released. So I actually cut it up and I. Uh, fixed his levels and i'm gonna send that to you and we could throw it on the end of this episode i think <laughs> it'd be cool okay yeah they talk about uh zombie king's um vasectomy and uh brief i think the clip starts right before he was talking about how um sperm might find a way out of the stitches on his gorilla nuts sperm oh, finds oh. a way man <laughs> might i say that we should have started recording 10 minutes prior this was a beautiful conversation led by yours truly into the unknown waters of comedy gold i can't even remember it already (sighs) not none of us can that's the beauty of genius man (laughs) like we're not always there sometimes the genius tree falls in the forest and no one can hear it and that's where we are that's where we occupy look at our look at our listenership that was good that's where we i like that i actually did I know. Muddy exactly. verbiage, I think. Were we talking about verbiage? Oh. <laughs> Muddy verbiage. From. Where, where, where did that come from? We were talking about music? I have no idea. It doesn't matter, man. It's the journey, not the destination. <laughs> <laughs> what are you high already? I'm super oh, high right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but, but I'm on that sativa, son. Nice. I'm not on the sleepy sleep. It's yeah, the only way to go. Filmmakers. Last week. <laughs> and Randy, you did a great job with that interview. They actually nice. uh, they followed up and they emailed us and they're like, dude, it sounded great. We can't believe it. Here's nice. the thing. It it blew my mind because you can hear Michael. Yeah. Every word. Uh-huh. We couldn't. Well, uh, like what is that about? So in, you can for the first like ten minutes when we are on Zencaster. Uh, yeah. And then I just did a good job editing him out for the second half. <laughs> Is, does, that, does that even count as a humble brag or is that no, just okay just let him have it, man. <laughs> let him i thought it was going to be a lot more daunting than it was for sure that's what we all think brother and that's exactly what i thought 
when I was dealt with the responsibility. Great segue. Of join- Thank you so much. <laughs> of joining a young couple into the union of marriage. Russell, oh. play the drop. It's a, it's a thruple? There's no drop. Yeah, what is the drop? Oh, okay. Thruple? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> A thruple. That's See, I told you we'd work yeah, it in there. There you go. Um, no, a thruple. It's like, you know, three gay dudes that live together. A thruple? You've never heard that term? No. Randy nope. or oh, this Never weird. heard it. Dude, you Don't hate it. Either? No. You know, I, it, I think. Is this an HBO word? No. Okay. Here. Uh, so we, we recently finished um, Drag Race Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which was a you know reality show based on the actual Vegas show. And one of them, uh, one of the queens that everybody hates, she mostly was a Britney Spears impersonator. Totally looks like her. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, um, she's in a throuble. All right. I, I didn't mean to detract from your uh, new job. I know. I had that fantastic <laughs> segue. You muddied it all I'm up. shocked that you guys you live carved in, it. You live in the Bay Area and you don't know what a throuble is. No. That's, I don't leave this insane. house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless I'm marrying a young couple in Stockton, California, where I had to go Saturday and Sunday to and from both. Now, Randy, you have mentioned in the past that you've been to Stockton many times. You are familiar with Stockton. Indeed. Uh, This is the first time I've been over there. I don't think I had been past, because I don't think I had to. The way that I would go to Stockton from San Bruno Randy, was, would that be the way that I would go to Sacramento? Um, yeah, most likely. What about if I'm going, oh, you know what? I think I maybe have gone through there uh, when I was going to Tahoe. Oh. Would that make sense? I Were you on like that. Highway 4? I don't remember. I was four years old. <laughs> that's not true. But yeah, that's Derek Barry in that picture. Great. Thank you so much because I certainly asked. <laughs> You want to see your husband's? No, I do not. All right. I've already forgot. Uh, that's the thruple? Yeah, she's in the thruple. So she, she's she's a supple in the thruple. She's the middle in the bun. She's the hot so dog the in meat. the bun. Yeah. Um, hot dog's a sandwich, by the way. So, <laughs> when, um, so, Randy, going to Stockton, let me tell you the route. I go 280. Yep. 380. 101. To the 92. To the 580. To the 205. Yep. Then the I-5. What are you, a calculator? Then I forgot. I had to go somewhere else. You probably had to get on the 99, maybe? Ooh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Depending on what area of Stockton. (sighs) Let's call it Northeast Stockton? Is that, okay. is that an area of Stockton? I can tell you this, it's near a Wiener Schnitzel. Huh. I'm not exactly sure where that is. A highway. It's also been like, I don't know, 10 years. Maybe a little less since I've been there. Like eight. Brandy, I wouldn't remember anywhere from eight years ago where I've been, even if I've been there many times. I'm not good with directions. I'm not good... Not good. I'm terrible with directions. That is why my birth took 13 hours because I was trying to go up my mother's esophagus. That is why I had to be born cesarean style. Russell Fisher, your thoughts? Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm highly regarded. Yeah, I think I I got cut out too. 
Did you? Yeah, I feel bad about it. Randy, that. are you going to complete this uh, cesarean triangle? No. Oh. <laughs> Randy came straight out. All natural, baby. Randy was born in a test tube. That's probably test true. Tube, Randy. Dude, that's a cartoon. Test tube, Randy. Now, Somebody you, you fuck, how long are you going to tease this? I've been waiting to hear your wedding story. There's okay. There's really nothing to it. Um, Alicia, who I used to, uh, Russell, all of us worked with Alicia actually. Yep. And, uh, uh got over a year ago, Alicia keys. Or yes, so Alicia friends. Keys. Uh, we were at a, uh, break or lunch and I said <laughs> something about marrying people. She said, I'm getting married. I want you to marry me. I was like, yeah, sure, sure. She held me to it. <laughs> and yesterday it, it was done. I married them in Stockton, California, uh, in a backyard of the groom's uncle and uh, the uncle and the, when I arrived to the home, uh, the, uh, for the rehearsal at four o'clock on Saturday, I get there at three fifty-five, thinking I'm going to be <laughs> the latest one. I'm the first one there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's just at a house in a sub, in a subdivision in Stockton. And, uh, I, I go to the door and they're wait, they're looking around waiting for people. So again, we are in a global pandemic still. <laughs> Inside of this home is the homeowner's a ninety-five-year-old father. So they are uber protective, as they should be. Um, as they're hosting a wedding, I don't know how many people were there. Now again. Everyone was masked. Every single person was masked. The entire wedding party was masked. All the bridesmaids had masks, uh, their matching masks. And uh, I, my mask stayed on during the entire ceremony. We'll get into the challenges of that here in a moment. Uh, but I get to the home, and the, um, the aunt, uh, she says, uh, how can I help you? I said, uh, I, I'm the officiant. Uh, for the wedding, she said, "Oh yes." I said, "Is this the right place?" She said, "Yes, it is." <laughs> and then uh, she was just asking about my involvement, and I said, "Oh, I um, I used to work with Alicia." She says, "Who's Alicia?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I said the bride." She said, "Oh, we haven't met her." So uh, I'm st- at, at this point, I'm fifty five percent certain I'm at the right place. I'm not even <laughs> sold. I was like, there's still a 45% chance that there could be a wedding somewhere else on the street. Anyway, everyone came. We got it done. Of course, I had no idea what I'm doing. I Googled it. We, uh, I, I was able to. I, Dude, how many weddings have you been to? You've been to several weddings in your life. Both of you, right? Nope. No, yeah. you've been to no weddings. I think I've been to like two. Okay. But maybe. You understand the process, though. But like, once if you had to map it out, could you? Like the order of events that happen in no, a wedding? No, not at all. Like Randy, could you? No, not no. at all. And that's something that, like, I was like, yeah, it's a wedding. Who cares? You do the things that this done. <laughs> no, man. It's like you got to do this, and then you have to have the declaration of intent for it to be legalized. Where they say, "Do you take you know this man to be your lovely wedded husband?" Mm-hmm. They have to say, "I do," and then therefore all that stuff. So. Yeah, that got done. Uh, the speech I got was a nice little thing uh, called Union. Um, it's a message by uh, this guy, Robert Fulgham. I believe he's an actual minister um, <laughs> who did not achieve uh, his Wait. credentials through a 30-second course at <laughs> UniversalLifeChurch.com. Uh, but I, I am an ordained minister in the eyes of the government. 
Um, so I was able, I signed the paperwork and, uh, we, we got it all done yesterday. That was it. What are you talking about? There were two weeks of anxiety on your end building up to this day. Because here's the thing. The wedding had been moved. This was the third time. Yeah. The wedding had been moved. They were hell bit on getting it done. So I said, okay. And then, uh, we had gone from a venue to a person's house in Stockton. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, what am I, what are we doing? But then we get in the backyard and I'm telling you, man, Sunday, it was a beautiful day. It was 98 degrees outside. No Nick Lachey. That was a bummer. But we get there and it, dude, the uncle's great. He had all the tents back there. So everyone had shade. If you were out in that, if you hit that sunlight for a second, mm-hmm. you felt like you were going to incinerate. <laughs> There's nothing protecting you. It was brutal. How about the air quality? Saturday was terrible. The air quality was not good. It was in like in the 180s. Um, and then Sunday, beautiful, clear, no smell of smoke at all. It actually felt like California was okay to live in for a second. Then you look at it and <laughs> they got masks covering their face. Yeah, we got everything going on. Um, the food was great. Everything was done. It was uh, a wedding unlike any other that I have ever uh, been to or participated in, nonetheless. Um, I was the only white soul there. I feel like that uh, I did not let down the white community. I didn't <laughs> overspeak for anyone. I, I didn't speak for anyone, frankly. Um, you know, uh, sure, I was the one legalizing everything. <laughs> But that was coincidental, completely coincidental. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, it was it was a great day. And uh, but when it was time to go, it was time to go. And uh, you know, because I, I was working, right? I didn't want to overstay. You know, get in, get out, be professional. Yeah, and, uh, I, I did not partake in the uh, open bar. Well, what a bummer! You had a long drive, though. Had a long drive. Also, had the expired license so didn't need any man uh, that would have been better for the podcast if you're like i eh, you know i'm the one white guy there and i tore up the open bar and then i jump in the car and i wrecked it 10 feet away also arrested suspended license dui it is a crime that there are not more wiener schnitzels oh. <laughs> it's a fantastic Dude. chain what do you think we are? Fucking three friends? You want to sit here and talk about hot dogs for Hell yeah. We'll do. Uh, me and Nikki will do our own hot dog podcast. <laughs> I am down. Hot dog flavored water? Dogs dogs talking dogs? <laughs> oh, Sounds I like a Scott that. Ackerman podcast. <laughs> Doggy dogs. But I will say, so when I, uh, we get there on Sunday and everything's setting up, uh, the wedding starts late. It's, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes late. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I think I wrapped it up. Not including the um, the entrance, mm-hmm. which took some time. Um, I think soup to nuts from when I started talking to stop talking. Under 10 minutes. Oh, wow. I had to guess. Under 10 minutes. Is that good or bad, though? I was fine with it. Well, I mean, it was it's not about degree. you. <laughs> it's about Exactly. Me. Yeah. Precisely. That's why it was 10 minutes. Because, you know, I, what am I doing? Because here's the thing. If you're conducting a ceremony that doesn't have any sort of religious um, involvement mm-hmm. or interference, whatever your word may be, 
what are we doing? I thought you uh, like we, we have to exercise the the legal notions yeah. that are, are needed to be present in order to get the paperwork signed and all that stuff for, for a notary public. But then you know it, th- they didn't have any songs. They didn't want any reading. Oh, for no anymore. music. No music during the wedding. Oh, they didn't come out to a song or anything. Well, yes, they did. So the fuck Trump. <laughs> The uh, the the groom had his own theme. Oh no! Um, it was a rap song. Uh huh. I have never been to a wedding where, in the wedding, music contained the f word oh. and the n word. Oh. Hell yeah! And he, you- and he came out like a professional wrestler. Oh dude! And he got the crowd all fired up. <laughs> it was something else, man. I- <laughs> now I pleaded with you before you left. Yeah. To uh, be a private eye. And have a little pocket recorder going. You're shaking your head. I didn't even think about it. It was you were nervous. You you couldn't find your tie. You walked out with the noose around your neck instead. I had to go to my <laughs> uncle's apartment. He had to let me borrow a tie. You look good though. I didn't have any ties. Um, I was really going to try to make a joke. I didn't have any ties. <laughs> I was trying to think of one too. Thank you. Oh, you're chewing on a tie pod while you're driving. <laughs> Oh God! It was no. It's, it's it's like it's like we're all driving the same car, and then Russ takes the steering wheel and goes right into the cliff. Because I had a couple drinks at the open bar. <sighs> all right. Um. So yeah, I I think that pretty much. God, was there anything else? No, I thought there was one more thing. You had me all amped up. I thought you were going to come back and just be like, my God, it was awful. No, here's the thing. It's not, Russell, it's the same thing with stand-up. Anytime I have to do a job, it's not the job that I dread. Yeah. It's everything else around it. I get it. It's like the airport. That's anxiety for you. It's not the flying. It's everything having to do. As soon as I'm on the airplane, I am completely fine. I'm the opposite. Completely fine. I am a wreck every time. Every <laughs> single time I have flown, I have a, a terrible diarrhea before. Okay. <laughs> every time. It could be worse, I guess. I can. We can go to Jackson, Mississippi, and I can go take you to the direction of my favorite stall in that airport, where I've taken <laughs> many runny dumps on many early mornings. <laughs> That's beautiful. Anyway, yeah, you were gone for the weekend. Like, because you had rehearsal. On wait, was that Friday, dude? My days have been fucked up. So I took Friday and today off. You took Friday off, but you were you here? Friday, I had to uh, shop around for clothes because I have gained oh, okay. over thirty pounds during quarantine. Bagabo. It's supposed to be the quarantine fifteen. Also, I was on a wedding diet this week <laughs> for no reason. I was like, "There's a wedding. I just need to be on a wedding diet." You thought it was a throwback. I think I lost like six pounds, and today I have eaten one short of my favorite Will Smith film. But today, I have eaten like an animal. No, I was going to ask about the trough when I walked in. <laughs> Randy, before <laughs> before we got on, I, I door dashed McDonald's, which is a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure. Dude. Let me tell you what I've done. <laughs> what? I'm not even going right, to. So let's just say I got the spicy McNuggets. They're fine. Nice. They're good. I don't McDonald's nuggets. I like how it's not ground chicken. It's plasma, but I don't like the breading. Oh, okay, don't it's, like the breading. It's kind of got like plastic in there or something. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like the breading that much. Um, 
Plus, I may not travel that well, but it regards. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, and then a cheeseburger, fine, whatever. Fries, whatever. Travis Scott meal. I don't, what is the Travis Scott? Is it a Big Mac with bacon or something? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> Who's yeah. Travis Scott? Exactly. I have no <laughs> idea who Travis Scott was. He's, mar- he's married to Kylie Jenner, I think. I only heard this through second party. <laughs> Same. Randy? Nope, Third I had party. to figure out from other people as well. Oh, you you follow him on TikTok or something? <laughs> no, man. You think I, I downloaded that shit? I think he's married to a Jenner. <sighs> or he's uh, copulating with a Jenner. Oh. Which is good married for him. these days. Yeah, why not? I can say that I'm an efficient. So... What you what you do, Randy? Here's the move. You get two apple pies. By the way, when's the last time you had a McDonald's apple pie? Uh, probably at least a decade. Okay, <laughs> Randy, I'm here to tell you. Get on it. They <laughs> changed it up. It's a home run now. the The apple pies were always solid. The apple pies now, it's the best thing McDonald's All has. Right, why don't you shut this it's down? It's the best thing. And- they have cut this. I'm gonna cut your mic. You take the apple pies. I thought you, I thought this was gonna be a Twitter bit for you. Then you get the Sunday. You're blowing your load. <laughs> I have. A, you should a Twitter. You should start it by the time the delivery guy comes up and you know what? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that, that was an idea I had. Yeah, it's good. good. You know what? It's working. All right, but anyway, you take the Sunday <laughs> with the apple pies. Oh my god! Have you had their Sunday? Uh, I was got good ice cream. By the way, had all that ice cream. Did not take. A lactose pill. So, <laughs> oh, party tonight. You're living on the edge. But yeah, but I didn't take any pictures. I didn't take any video because, again, it's not about me, man. Just think about it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to post it on Instagram. Not. I'm not trying to drum up business. <laughs> not you know? a sponsor. Are you gonna I, say that? This is not something I particularly want to do again. If I'm asked, I will absolutely do it. Randy, you texted us and you had a great like uh, mashup. It was a name. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it was. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Let's go to uh, our Cobra clip of the week. And uh, here we go. Do I believe in ghosts? Um, Does Tony Hawk skateboard? If the answer is yes, then there you go. I didn't say Stephen Hawking. I said Tony Hawk. There's no one named Tony Hawking, you stupid motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So, again... Context could have helped that, but he he's opened up Streamlabs, which is like a third party software program that you can um, use when you're streaming on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, he he normally. Oh, God. He had um text to voice. I believe it's called text to speech. Mm-hmm. And um, dude, he just inspired all of the fucking trolls to come out. And I think there's a buy in at five dollars to like leave a comment. And, and, you know, they would just say the most vile shit and hear a computer voice yell it at him. He turned that off, and now there's been a boycott going on. So he's, he's been reduced <laughs> to look back at the regular chat. And, uh, you know, his chat moves fairly quickly. Tony Hawking? Dude, there's a visual there. I feel like that, that's a powerhouse one. I, now, my favorite that I created was uh, Bolly Woodrow Wilson. Bollywood Rose was good. You had a oh, <laughs> you do understand that I had a whole stand-up act based around this type of stuff. Really? Yeah, I got notebooks that have pages of celebrity mashups because I would do the impressions. Okay. Yeah, you've seen me do them. 
I do. Oh, that's right. You would do a, a terrible impersonation and then mm-hmm. explain it. Yeah. Like uh, Andrew Dice Clay Aiken. Well, did you, give us one. Um, you yeah, retired like, all these bits. Dig them up. Then I would do, I would do, I would even do like um, Ernest Hemingway goes to camp. That was my favorite. Well, well, then, then, then he kills I, himself. Then I started getting uh, too cocky. And I would do boo cocky. Samuel L. Jackson, whole Wyoming. Oh, that's I don't like that one. I would close with that one. It would it would do well. All right. Well, give give me a taste. Like Samuel L. Jackson, whole Wyoming, and I would do like a whole physical thing. Hey, God. I okay. You okay? We'll we'll get a camera and then you can. And do I it. would just say, um, I, I don't want to do the whole thing, but I would just be like, <laughs> Does he ski like a bitch? There you go. And who was that? Samuel Jackson, oh. but I would do it in the Samuel Jackson uh, affectation. Oh, I bet, I bet that killed. Affectation. It would do very well because, again, charisma sells, <laughs> baby. I understand that I'm more sizzled than steak. So when I bring that platter out, it is sizzling all over the damn place. Randy, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I love a good steak, too. So I'm always into whatever Clark, Clark's got cooking up. Microphone? He sounded like a velociraptor. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very nasally right now. All right. Anyway, yeah, I had a whole. I didn't do it. I had a whole day. It's uh, Sugar Ray Charles. Sugar Ray Charles. Is good. Yeah, that that was a good one. Um. Anyway, Tony Hawking. That that's a good one too. I spent all of Sunday <laughs> digging around Reddit, and then I was like, oh yeah, I I was really excited to you know scour YouTube to find new friends for us. Uh, in these uh, fun times where, where I get to share clips with you guys. And I, um, Bernie Macklemore. I, do you, do you want a, uh, here, this is going to be a little bit of a long seg, uh, segment here, but um, I found a guy that could bring um, some news that I, I know we were dying to talk about. Here we go. Did you notice something kind of funny about that footage? I did. Yeah. And if you put that footage with the context of all the articles out there, you might notice something else. Yeah, shh, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but Rick Moranis got punched by a black man. <laughs> now, Randy, just given that guy's voice, uh-huh. what, what do you think we're dealing with? I don't know, some like sports commentator. Oh, that's not a bad guess. Interesting, interesting. Uh, what what uh, nationality do you think he is? Uh, Caucasian. Yeah, I I think that means white. That's a fair bet. Maybe I, Irish. This kind of like maybe. Irish. <laughs> <laughs> here, <laughs> taking a tax now. Well, here uh, he he had a little bit more to say. Uh, a possible solution, or you know, some um, uh, candy for the mind. And here we go. Did you notice something kind of funny about that footage? That's the wrong clip. I now off. imagine if the roles were reversed, right? Imagine if this was. Morgan Freeman and some <laughs> random white dude came up and sucker punched him, right? What do you think the news media would be saying? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I- I'll give you one guess. Mm-hmm. Hate crime. <laughs> now, uh, you know, I guess we all might be racist because uh, this gentleman's skin color is, uh, in fact, blue. He actually. Dabba Dee. Dabba Dee. Dabba Dee. He, uh, I think it's Grover. <laughs> Right? Would that be a fair guess? It looks like an Cleveland. Like it looks like one of those uh, Hollywood Boulevard knockoff versions of Grover. 
Um, in front of the Chinese theater. Is that Hollywood Boulevard? I've been to Los Angeles twice. Um, so this channel is called Snow Dub Music and Entertainment. Uh, <laughs> this is a puppet. I don't know. So again, back to social media. I think content creation is something that everybody is trying to get into, you know, and this has been true for maybe the past 10 years, but now in this hyper divisive political like air, I think the echo chamber is actually giving people like this, a platform like this dude has nothing original to say. And he actually kind of like verges on like, uh, offensive and he, he just does it with a puppet. And I'll tell you, you know, normally I like to pull videos that have like five views, kind of like our shit on YouTube, you know, like 10 views, maybe this guy's got 811, which, you know, he's not paying for his mortgage like Nigel Bach, but people are watching this shit and he's got, oh, he's almost got a thousand subscribers. I actually thought he would have less dude. This motherfucker puts up a ton of videos. He's got a podcast. Also, Rick Moranis got punched in the face. I don't, did you did you follow that, Randy? Uh, I didn't watch the video, but I heard about it. He got punched in the Upper West Side, dude. The neighborhood's going to shit. Yeah, it's a bummer. I uh, It looked totally random to me. I think uh, this puppet would try and have you believe that it's, it's some BLM conspiracy or something. I, uh, I don't know. Do we want to hear more from him? Well, yeah, because you got to play the, the funniest bit. Of All right. I know you like this one. It's a little long, but here... Uh, so uh, our puppet friend went on to say, probably doesn't even know who Rick Moranis is. Well, guess what? You punched a legend. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, let me give you a little backstory. His wife died mm-hmm. <laughs> when his kids were really young. So he retired from, from acting so he could raise his kids. Yeah. Yeah, heart of gold, that guy. Yeah, he just recently came back, actually. Um, there's, there's rumors out here that he's doing another Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for Disney+. Plus. We don't know. But um, what we do know is he's in the fucking hospital right now <laughs> over nothing. Nothing. What is that for? Why? What possessed this guy to punch Rick Moranis in the face? I don't know. I don't know. But it's bullshit. And I'm sick of it. All right? And, and the media needs to start telling the truth. Or at least push their narrative on both sides. Ugh, tired of this rhetoric. <laughs> now, conservative puppet. Now, he, he looks like Grover in a Seahawks jersey. Cleveland? Yeah, Grover Cleveland. Oh, with a Van Dyke. What, what, oh, is that the facial hair going yeah. on? You, dude, he straight up looks like Grover. He's got a fucking like, do-rag on. He's got sunglasses like Clark. And he's got a big gold chain. That is the only cool thing about him. Also, his background is a Bruce Lee poster. Yeah. And uh, if you pause the video at the right moment, you can see the guy operating it in the reflection of the glasses. Do you know that Bruce Lee got beat up by Brad Pitt? That's <laughs> <It's> pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if they punched a female Ghostbuster? Oh, oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Jones could take a punch. <laughs> She probably would have chased that dude down. Leslie Jones would have beat his ass. Rick Moranis crumbled like I imagine Randy would. No offense, <laughs> Randy. I absolutely would, for sure. <laughs> also, I feel terrible about it, because I guess he's got PTSD from it now. Like, he doesn't... The puppet? Like... No. <laughs> I mean, the bit's not that bad. No, Rick. He doesn't like going out. I guess he's... Yeah, it's, it has not he been He hasn't been out in 25 years. Uh, did you hear this puppet? Uh... 
his wife died. He's got a heart of gold and he wanted to raise his Because he had to raise his kids for 25 oh, years. Also, uh, I forgot. The puppet's got a name and a sign-off. Let me play that really quick. I'm Joy the Conservative Puppet. Tuck and roll. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know the sign off. I mean, it's that's okay. A, this should give you a glimpse as to everything that you need to see here. The little tiny peephole that we've given you. I understand it's not a whole lot, but that's all you need to see the entire picture. Joey, the conservative <laughs> puppet, is what this man has chosen <laughs> to tell the world. This is how I'm going to excrete my creative energy by creating, by ripping off, by going to a party Halloween store, (laughs) getting a cheap version of Grover the Puppet and naming him Joey, Joey, the conservative puppet and a Russell Fisher no, what's his name? Russell Wilson. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Russell Wilson. I don't play for the Seahawks jersey. Now, also, um, you could. They suck. He. Ha- oh, <laughs> I, I guess you're a terrible uh, NFL player. You're still really good, so I'll take that as a compliment. Also, how this dude must lack any self awareness to call himself Joey the conservative puppet. I feel like that's self deprecating in a way he didn't plan, but also very accurate. And I should mention because <laughs> he's a puppet, yeah, and conservative. He's some echo so chamber bullshit. Marketing. He's got nothing to say. And if okay, if, it is echo chamber. But how are you in the echo chamber? What do you mean? How did you get involved with Joey the conservative? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm an um, excellent journalist. So he actually had another video that turned me on to him. Oh boy. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but uh, I didn't pull a clip from it. <laughs> Because you had told me that uh, you were tired of our pedophile direction that we were going in. Thank you so much. So he he was accusing Netflix of being a puppet file because mm-hmm. they canceled the Dark Crystal show. <laughs> so he went on a rant, a rant <laughs> calling Netflix a bunch of puppet files. They also canceled Glow, so RIP. I know, that's crazy. They, they went back on their decision to yeah. renew. Why? I don't know. I'm a... Uh... I only read headlines to articles, so I'm the problem. <laughs> That's your generation in a nutshell. Well, keep talking about it. Maybe We're I can find generation. it. Uh, All right. Well, I'll text Marin. All right. Get him on the line. Yeah, tell him uh, to lock the gates while he's at it, too. <laughs> uh, the Cancel Glow came about as a result of COVID-19 shutdown. COVID also apparently took down our show. Netflix has decided not to finish filming the final season. Um, it's COVID? That's a weak-ass reason. Yeah. You think it's real? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because I don't understand business. Right. Either they've been they've had more people sign up because everyone's at home, or they've had people uh, cancel memberships because no one's working, but... I don't or, know. There's no more Tiger King. You know, Randy, I... Oh, man. Ooh. Our cuties. I'm trying they to They lost some cuties money, brother. Yeah, but how much? Do you think they gained... Do you think they gained more money from cuties or lost more money? Uh, Again, I don't understand how business works. I think... I don't know. I doubt they even noticed. You know, actually, I heard a report where Netflix was canceling accounts that had been inactive but were still paying. Because it was fucking up their rating system. 
because if you can imagine a bunch of people paying in, but they're not watching anything, it actually like. So they're still taking their money, but they canceled their well, account. Yeah, they they were getting paid from them, but they just shut them off. Can you legally do that? Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's a private company. You could do whatever you want. The people weren't watching the service. And I think, you know, speculation was that. Uh, so if they logged into their account, even though they're paying. Yeah. But I mean, in these situations, it had been years. So it's like, I don't care. Yeah. If you're running Sometimes a company. Sometimes I don't do things for a couple of years. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, let's have a filet of fish. And then you're going to write them an angry letter by yeah. hand. Just because be like, I haven't had a filet of fish in a couple of years. So I want to go get one. Uh, no filet of fish. You haven't ordered one in four years. Well, are you paying McDonald's for a filet of fish subscription? That's that you a haven't? fair point. <laughs> Didn't count that into my analogy. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? You haven't been taking my money? Yeah, it, it's weird. Um, yeah, but Randy, I don't. I think a lot of people who are disparaging as far as uh, financial, financially, I think a lot of them don't factor in things like Netflix. Like, oh, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but it's like, well, how many fucking subscriptions do you have running right now? And I'm speaking to somebody who's done that before. Where it's like, well, I don't want to cancel my shit. I just need more money. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, we have a guest, a reoccurring guest. Are you excited? You wouldn't tell me what's going on with this. So here I know go. because you wouldn't let me play it. It's but under a minute. You and I both share very different narratives on the same <laughs> subject. Well, it's important information. God, it is Roshiman every day in this house. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, Rick Moranis got punched in the face and, uh, you know, our president came down with the vid. And thankfully, uh, what, what was his name? Pat Hilton is back with a new song about oh, Here no. we go. Trump got the Rona. Trump got the Rona. COVID-19, it's been floating around. Some people on one side are saying they hope he dies. Some people on the other side are saying get better soon so you can debate that other guy. I'm just over here waiting for the aliens to come down from the sky. Oh, Trump got the Rona. Trump got the Rona. Trump got the coronavirus. COVID nineteen, it's been floating around. Trump got the Rona. Trump got the Rona. Trump got the coronavirus. COVID nineteen. How long to go? Okay, cut it. All right. It had five seconds left. Okay, I was waiting for it to die down. <laughs> I was like, "Is this the bridge?" Um. Now, uh, to keep you up on Pat Hilton, he had a live stream. That came out. I, I think he was on a high horse. That that uh, Trump got the Rona video had twenty five views, mm -hmm. and I think he was feeling the momentum. <laughs> and you know, like a good company, there was there was demand, so he wanted to supply them. That motherfucker did like an hour and a half live stream. I tr I, I was like, this is gonna be gold. I can mine this forever. Uh, five minutes in, I had to turn that shit off. Why? It was brutal. So he starts and like, so this guy's got kind of like that. That um crazy, crazy ego, like uh what the f Alex Jones, right? Like he comes in hot and he's got like um Is he selling supplements? He's aggressive. Well? I if he could, he would. He's kind of got the same build as Alex Jones, too. But he came into that thing and it the persona was gone. 
He was riddled with anxiety and he had technical problems and he kept doing this thing. Uh, we're, we're live on Twitter. Um, we're, we're live on uh, YouTube. Uh, we're not doing Facebook because you know, we don't, we don't like Facebook here, but he's like fumbling around with his acoustic and he's checking his phone. He's like, Oh, there's a delay, but I don't think it's on my end. I, I mean, I guess if there's a delay and it, it ruins the music, I could, uh, I could always just, you know, upload the recording. That'd be, a, and it, dude, it, I mean, I like, uh, I like pulling a Pat Hilton video. I couldn't fucking do it. I skipped through and he started playing a song at like eight minutes in. Yeah. And it was like, it's just like this stuff where it's off the top of his head. He comes up with one fucking line and some uh, hook, right? It went on for like fucking 11 minutes. And you're like, dude, that's a two minute song. I, I turned it off. I it, it, For all you Pat Hilton fans out there, I know there's a lot of you. Um, I'm going to put it up. 25 from okay. what I understand. <laughs> Dude, he's got 230 subscribers who I just know are people who uh, either work with him or in his family that he's like browbeat into like joining. And um, yeah, I'm going I'm to throw that. All these videos are up in the show notes. If you want to see what fucking Grover looks like all blinged out, or if you want to watch Pat Hilton make a, I don't know, these hit songs, please explore the, I don't know, what, his catalog, his discography. I yeah. should play his Mario song. No, you shouldn't. I'll, I'll bring it up uh, on another slow week. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> I can't promise All anything. Right. You got anything else, uh, Mr. Morning? I do, Zoo? but for later on. Okay. Randy Michael Stat. Yes, sir. Please tell me that you are going to serenade us with a couple of different motion pictures that maybe you have seen this week. Or television series or real life stories randy enchant us with your wisdom sure i don't know how uh, enchanting my voice is but uh i <laughs> i watched several things but uh i've also been watching some uh more movies for the new york film festival uh and the is first uh it is so i think it'll be a couple days left by the time this airs um but yeah the first one i'm going to talk about is hopper wells um which is directed by orson wells it is a it's essentially (laughs) (laughs) so orson wells is dead yes um so this is sort of like a uh a found footage film uh in a sense uh it is a filmed convo between uh, Orson Welles and Dennis Hopper in 1970. It was shot during uh, Orson Welles was filming The Other Side of the Wind, and Dennis Hopper was shooting the last movie. Uh, so Orson Welles wanted Dennis Hopper to be in The Other Side of the Wind, um, and so he invited him. Uh, he got on a plane from Mexico, flew to L.A., and Dennis er, and uh, Orson Welles gets him drunk, liquors him up. And essentially interviews him for like two hours straight, and uh, it's it's oh, my dinner with Andre. You watched my dinner with Andre with two different guys. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um. So it's basically yeah. You uh actually um Orson Welles is off camera most of the time. Um. So you pretty much are just watching Dennis Hopper. There's a couple um extras in the scene as well, and there's like two or three cameras rolling. Uh, so it's, it's just a continuous, uh, in real time conversation. They didn't really cut anything. You see people coming in with, uh, the slate. Uh, you see the cameras like focusing a lot. Um, 
yeah, just like finding focus and like kind of finding new camera angles and stuff. And uh, yeah, Dennis Hopper is uh, having a good time drinking and chain smoking. And they're just talking about cinema. They're talking about uh, the last movie, uh, which I mentioned Dennis Hopper was making at the time um, and kind of the process um, of that. They just talk about films in general, uh, film okay. theory. Uh, they talk a little bit about politics and um, Orson, <laughs> Orson Welles calls Hopper a lefty. And uh, Hopper kind of kind of laughs, and he's like, "I haven't been called a lefty since John Wayne called me that." Oh, that's tight. Something like that. <laughs> it was a pretty cool moment. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Orson Welles kind of like pries at, at him a little bit, like for his like uh, political views and stuff. And uh, Dennis Hopper is kind of cagey about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a really good conversation. Um, if you you know like watching people talk about movies. Uh, and if you like Orson Welles and or Dennis Hopper, I think um, you would really enjoy this. I would say uh, get yourself a drink as well and uh, just watch it. It's it's a lot of fun. Hey, do you remember puking at Truffaut Hitchcock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hitchcock Truffaut? Yeah. I don't remember that movie at all. And you blamed the cook? Really? Do you? Uh, sort of. I think I own it, actually. <laughs> I just remember you puking. Yeah. Where we are at the Shattuck? Where were Shattuck. we? Okay, yeah. Where were we? Yeah, I don't know. I had a weird period in time where I was like, not puking a lot, but it was like more often than it's ever been. It's weird. <laughs> I think I was getting a lot of migraines too, so I think that was part of it. Dude, you were straight up the puke of Burgundy over there. Oh, dude. <laughs> I like that. Anyway. A saber. At what point in Hopper Wells do they wander into the woods and die? <laughs> So it's a found footage in the uh, traditional sense, not in the horror sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you, you, you keep saying found footage. So is was this just meant for Orson Welles' uh, living room? Like, was this just a personal film he had been sitting on? Uh, not literally, yeah. because he's a very large man. It wouldn't have survived. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was shot for The Other Side of the Wind. And if you've seen The Other Side of the Wind, they use maybe 60 seconds of this whole entire conversation. And so, um, gotcha. the people that, uh, distributed so the film extra is what this is. <laughs> yeah. So the people that, uh, put the movie together to be released, um, had essentially tried to, um, there was a documentary that came out around the same time that they released the other side of the wind, which just came out like two years ago. And they were going to use this footage for that, but they're like, I don't know. It doesn't really fit. So, um, yeah, there's just, you know, seven reels or whatever of, uh, of them just talking and hanging out and they just decided to release it. Now, is it candid in the way that, uh, there's no cuts or is it like a heavily edited thing? No, there's, I mean, the only cuts you see is film running out. Oh, okay. So there's like three cameras. So they're getting like pretty good coverage. You see people come in with the slate, uh, every time they have to, you know, load a new canister or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like in real time. No, that's rad. I again, I think it's another argument for um this film would do best now when we're used to like online content and we're used to not studio produced shit and it's just a candid conversation. For sure. Yeah, yeah definitely uh is sort of yeah, sort of like a podcast almost. Yeah, but it's Dennis Hopper and Orson Welles. I don't know. I think that sounds really cool. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's I don't like this uh I don't like this elevation of our genre, dude. Genre. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's a clip I need to pull. Genre. Genre. <laughs> well, speaking oh, of God. genre. Uh-oh. There's a uh, 
a genre of music, oh. which uh, which David Byrne creates in. Nice. And I saw his sentences uh, <laughs> and prepositions. I saw uh, also as part of New York Film Festival. I saw David Byrne's American Utopia, which is this is set to come out on HBO Max in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, it's coming out on like the sixteenth, but. I was really excited for it, so I bought a ticket to see it early. Tight. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's directed slash shot uh, by Spike Lee. Uh, oh, no. For for Clark, <laughs> I would say that uh, Spike gets out of the way in this. Um, for the first time in his 70 years? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, you could tell that, you know, David Byrne is sort of uh, a creative genius and that he already, like, had this whole thing kind of figured out like what it wanted to be. Um, so all Spike really had to do is kind of like, you know, find cool camera angles and stuff like that. So I think the the shots are, are really good. Um, he does some really, really cool stuff with it. But uh, yeah, this was, for those that don't know, this was a Broadway show um, that I think played for like maybe a couple of years or maybe a year. I think it was supposed to come back in like September of this year and then, you know, coronavirus. But, I think um, for quite some time i think so and then he did a tour um of the album american utopia before the broadway show so the yeah. broadway show is a modified version of that um so it has some new songs which are on the album american utopia but there's yeah. also some classic uh talking heads uh songs in it as well um and i was very surprised uh i thought it was just going to be like a new kind of david byrne thing but um, the new renditions of, you know, certain uh, Talking Head songs are, are really good as well. And um, yeah, the whole like production of it is basically all the instruments are just like attached to people's backs. Um, so it's kind of like a marching band type thing. And there's like nothing on the stage except for people. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of uh, sort of quirky David Byrne, like uh, Stop Making Sense choreography. Uh, but it's, it's all really, really good. Uh, the music is great. I like the new songs quite a bit as well. Um, and yeah, it's a, you know, it's a music show and uh, he talks to the audience like every, every, between every song pretty much a little bit. Um, and yeah, David Byrne, uh, you know, is a politically uh, oriented person. So there's a little bit of activism within this, within this show. But um, I don't know. I thought it worked super well for me. Um, and yeah, there's just so much energy, um, captured from this performance. I was sure there was probably multiple performances that they captured, but I don't know. It was super fun. Uh, it put me in a really good mood and it, uh, made me miss playing shows and going to shows more than, uh, you know, I have since March. I very much am looking forward to watching David Byrne rip off Lars von Trier. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Dogville. Manderlay. Oh. I mean, it's kind of just like black box theater type stuff. Like, it's stripped of, like, any sort of production. No, look, I, I actually am... Yeah, because, like you said, he toured this before he did the Broadway show, and he actually did uh, this on one of the late-night shows. Did he do it for Fallon or Kimmel? I saw one of those. I think, I think yeah. One of the yeah. two. I can't, I can't remember either. And uh, I, I saw that performance, and uh, naturally moved me to tears. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got emotional watching it too. Um, yeah, you know, like I mentioned, it's just, uh, it was so joyful just watching it. And yeah, you know, being around uh, that many people in a room and everyone's just like, it's a Broadway show, but people are standing up and dancing like the whole 
the whole time. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was pretty emotional. It was good. Did he play, um, glass, concrete and stone? Uh, no. Get that out of here. (laughs) All right. This movie's banned. Um, now, Randy, you did also, did you not do a, a twin billing as it were, uh, with this and stop making sense? I did, and I had never seen Stop Making Sense before either. Get out of here. Yeah, I know. I almost saw it uh, at a theater in New York like a couple uh, years ago when I went, um, and then I never did, and then I was like, I don't know. I just uh, Randy, I never found the time to do it. But I'm going to tell you right now. Stop Making Sense when you're a little gummed up. What a ride. <laughs> I used to drink and watch it all the time. Yeah, so how, how was the comparison between the two? Um. I think they're both almost perfect. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, the songs, the newer songs aren't as, uh, I don't know. They're mu- not as much of, of jams as like the old uh, Stop Making Sense stuff is, but the the show is great. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the camera, the like lighting and everything that they do. Um, I don't know. And this just, it definitely feels, you know, very David Byrne. Uh, but, you know, just a more mature David Byrne, so it, it totally makes sense. All right. Well, regardless, Jonathan Demi over Spike Lee in Day of the Week. <laughs> However, um, yeah, no, I'm absolutely excited to watch this, uh, regardless of Spike's involvement. And uh, <laughs> I'm look, if, if he stays out of the way, then congratulations. Good for you, Spike. It only <laughs> took you. 60 years, and I wish you would have done that for the Kings of Comedy, but you messed that up too. Now, Randy, before we pivot away from you, uh-huh. uh, you watched The Long Weekend. Yeah, I watched it like two weeks ago, actually. I just didn't I mention know. it. I know, but uh, normally whenever I recommend a movie to you and I'm excited about it, it bombs on your end. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to get it on the record, uh, your thoughts on Long Weekend. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, it's, you know, very Australian uh, in the sense that, I don't know, but uh, it, it had a little something different for me with the whole, you know, nature uh, plot of it. And it was kind of like, I don't know, a little like oddly Terrence Malicky, just like the way that they like oh. filmed nature and stuff. And uh, yeah, man, the, the very, very end of uh, Long Weekend, you know, obviously knew something was going to happen. But uh, I wasn't expecting <laughs> what actually happened. And it kind of, uh, yeah, my jaw kind of dropped. And I was like, oh, shit, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's great. Now, did you get what I was saying? How everybody tries to sell that as like a hyper horror genre film where, you know, and nature is going to kill them. And it's really, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just, you know, relationship paranoia on the road. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm very glad. What would you give it as a star rating? I gave it a 4 on Letterboxd. Ooh, that's a good rating. I just that is pretty high. Yeah, not to humble brag or anything. Universe. I just uh finally recommended <laughs> something that worked. <laughs> yeah. Not to take up too much more time, but I've also been just watching a bunch of old classic quote-unquote horror movies. So. Oh, yes. Now, uh r- run us down a few of those. Uh, I watched Fright Night, which was really good. I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, uh, which I was not expecting it to be that, but I Dude. dug it for, for the most part. It's Dude, best use of Oingo Boingo in a movie. <laughs> that bridge scene is so good. I've never seen two. Dude, it's oh, pretty good. You're a 
It's no, wild. Too. When I first met Madeline, that was one of the things we talked about too. Yeah, R.I.P. Marvels. <laughs> Imagine I'm Dennis Hopper in this episode. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, he's good in it too. <laughs> Uh, I watched Night of Liv- Living Dead and I watched The Crazies. Oh, what did you think of The Crazies? It was a little too long, but uh, I don't know. It felt very relevant to today. Oh yeah, what like about watching it today was a good a good uh, time to watch it. I don't know if it would have been as good, uh, or if I would have liked it as much. Like you know, having not an actual virus in real life too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I watched it like fuck fifteen years ago, and I was not impressed. I wanted more. Um, and did you bring up the remake because you saw it in theaters? I did. Yeah, I thought it would be in your timeline. Yep. Um, opens with the baseball scene. Yep. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> that, that about right. God, that I didn't good. like it either. A okay. lot of people do though. It's meh. As far as remakes go, yeah, I do remember a little bit of it. So I don't know. I mean, that's around the same. Oh, is that after? Um, after death the hills have eyes remake oh i don't know maybe i thought that was okay which the, one the hills have eyes remake uh, it's better than the original randy put that on the list i yeah, feel randy. like i may have seen the hills have eyes a long time ago but i'll rewatch it and dude exorcist three four years after four years after. yeah the craziest yeah. came out yeah 2010 yeah that makes sense God, 2010. Why does that feel like 30 years ago? Well, it's 10 years ago. It was 10, but it feels... Okay, maybe 100 years ago. (laughs) This this year has felt like 100 years and two months at the same time. So we're recording on Tuesday night. Um, Monday. What the fuck, dude? What are you doing? (laughs) Dude, it's not... I I can't keep track of it. Um, anyway, it doesn't change the point I was going to make Tuesday. This past Tuesday was the debate. Doesn't that feel like at least a month ago? <laughs> felt like a month watching it. God. Yeah. You, you left. You got all anxious. I listened crappy. to it though. I just had to play Madden. <laughs> I just had an itching to do something oh else. Oh my God. Like, I I'll listen to this, but I don't want to watch these two these two old men melt in front of my eyes. Yeah. You know, I don't blame you. Uh, I know uh, Pat Hilton just brought us the news and said, you know, Trump had COVID. Yeah. I've heard a lot of speculation that he was in the throes of it there as he was extra sweaty. Well, his whole team has COVID now. Yeah. It, God, man, you know what I hate? Politics has become kind of a hobby for me. And uh, I, you, I, really? Well, no, but I mean, in the way that like, I'm a contrarian too. So like, I just uh, argue with fucking everybody. Uh-huh. I, we yeah. Met. Well, I mean, well, honestly, I mean, both candidates are horrible. So it's like, correct. I feel like if you're not arguing with everybody, you're, something's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, you just resign to the fact that we're just, we're screwed. We're done. It's over. <laughs> Good night. Hello. What? Hello, nurse. Check, please. Is there more to that? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're at the end of the station. All right. Today, Randy Michael, Russell John, I watched five things today, and I also cleaned my bathroom, so pretty good day. (laughs) The original goal was to clean the room. We didn't get that far, but what we did do is watch three found footage movies, two of which I should have seen many moons ago and did not, but 
I may do today. Got those knocked out. And then I also watched uh, episode one of a new series on Showtime, which I believe is going to be a five-episode miniseries about the Comedy Store. I believe it aired last night. Watched episode one. It's good. You know, it's about the Comedy Store. They follow uh, several famous um, comedians and actors, including Michael Keaton is in this episode, as well as David Letterman, Jay Leno. Heard of him? He's got a chin. <laughs> and a garage. And a garage. Right, I'm going to tell you something right now. I like that show. <laughs> I watch that show uh, yeah. fairly often. Is that a shock to anybody? It's good. I'll show you the uh, I'll show you the Elon Musk uh, tunnel episode. Oh, okay. He takes the Cybertruck in the tunnel, like Futurama. It's good. I'll be on next week's uh, morning zoo clip. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like from four years ago. Uh, so the yeah, it's fine. And then I also watched. I believe episode eight or episode nine of the second season of the new Twilight Zone because I got a free trial of Showtime and included in that free trial of Showtime is a free trial of CBS All Access. So I'm like, oh, let's take a look and see how shitty the second season of the Twilight Zone is. And I can confirm its shittiness in the episode that I watched, which now I had a journey with this. It was a retelling of Groundhog Day. We're in an infinite time loop. You know, this is a common theme now. Was it a comedy? No. (laughs) So what they do is that they take a, they take a different approach with the uh, Groundhog Day, which I appreciated. Oh, there was a slasher. Not a slasher, (laughs) but a stalker of sorts. Oh. Where this guy played by Topher Grace. Oh, okay. uh, Typecasting, as it were. (laughs) Um, is basically reliving the same day over and over again, but has uh, manufactured a way to where he can spend every day with this uh, pretty girl. And then in this scenario that we are privy to, uh, breaks the truth to her. And then uh, he gets upset. Yes, that's it. Try, try. Season two, episode nine. True, true. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, I fucked you up with that. I'm sorry. So he finally uh, breaks the truth to her, and then she's not on board because that's a weird thing to do, saying that he has manufactured everything. He knows everything that's going to happen. He's lived this experience thousands of times. He knows everything about her. He has slept with her at this point nice. many times. He knows everything. <laughs> he knows everything about her, and naturally she's like, this is no. And he's like, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to relive this day tomorrow. So I'm just might as well kill you. So he tries to kill her and then she kicks his ass. Mm -hmm. She just keeps punching him in the face. Like she's Evander Holyfield. Cool. And then it's over. Oh, and then the episode's done. And then it goes, it it goes to the next day. And so every, every day starts with him seeing her at the bus stop and she almost gets hit by a truck. Okay. And he just, and then we see the next uh, day, and he just sees her, and she saves herself, and then he just lets her go, and he's off in his infinite loop in the Twilight Zone. Oh, so she beat the lesson into him? Yeah, it sucks. Stinky. <laughs> All right. So, uh, which three 
found footage films do you want to hear about? Option one. Also, last week I uh, saw Lake Mungo, forgot to talk about it. It's great. Ready to get five stars on Letterboxd. That's right, ladies and boys. I'm back on Letterboxd. Hell yeah. Good to have you. Five stars. (laughs) I don't like it because Randy's on it so much that when I review a film, I'm like, ugh. I feel like I blew my load early before. I know, that's show. why I got us. I've, I've already got the. I haven't rated any of these. Oh, so I'm saving it, baby. Just, just block Randy like I did. <laughs> that's not true. He's her brother. He's my only friend on there. I got a I've premium got, account. I can't be blocked. Oh, that's shit. not true. <laughs> you have a premium account? No, I don't. You, you pay for that privilege. <laughs> Today, I woke up at six thirty. Started watching. The Poughkeepsie tapes, mm-hmm. followed by the last broadcast. Then I closed out my trifecta of found footage with Gags the Clown. Big mistake there. Randy, what do you vote for? Gags the Clown. <laughs> we got one for Gags. Does that make Randy an S or an M? <laughs> Russell Michael. <laughs> Wait, that's not your name. Nope. <laughs> Russell John. Uh, I want to hear the last broadcast. You want to hear the last broadcast. All right. Congratulations. Let's talk about the Poughkeepsie tapes. Okay, so, perfect. Um, here's what I'll say about the last broadcast. I did not care for it. Oh, really? I like yeah. it. How can did you, you watch can it? Can you tell me why? Did you watch my DVD? No, I watched it on uh, oh, okay. um, Amazon Prime. There's a bonus feature in there that uh, would have elevated it to you in a, a palatable state, I'm sure. And uh, could it have salvaged that ending? The ending's pretty bad. But I mean, you know, a lot of found footage early on. Uh, not the best ending. I'm going to be honest with you. I was... I don't want to say I foresaw the ending. I just had in my mind, I hope that isn't what I think it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was an option that I had yeah. thought about. No, one of the things in that bonus feature is they talk about how uh, it played at uh, prestigious like film festivals. Like I think Sundance showed it, but they also had early technology. So I think they're one of the first people to broadcast it digitally. Yeah. Like ever. Here's what I do like about the last broadcast. I do like how it is a specific tamp- stamp in time. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I really, that is the best the overarching value of the film is the timeline because it's dealing with early internet stuff. Oh yeah. And the weird chat shows and they even make fun of the oh, jokes sure. of like yeah, yeah. the internet chat chat room of chats and the, they go into the whole thing. I appreciate that timeline because it was a very weird time and you know, the earth well that 98 yes is yeah. when this came out, but the, they shot some of this in like 95. They yep. were talking about, yeah. you know, internet shows of that era. So um, I, I think that's a very unique uh, stamp in time, and I do appreciate that part of it. The execution, however, and even the characters, the, the two guys, well, what was the name of the show? Seek and Find or Hide oh, and Seek? I, I don't know. I could look it up. Seek Search and Destroy. destroy. <laughs> yeah. Damn, there you go. Um, those guys were great, and they actually, they, those two guys actually wrote and directed the film. Yeah. Um, <sighs> You're just not a fan? Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's cool that you watched it with the Poughkeepsie tapes because they kind of bookend the Blair Witch. Like after the Blair Witch kind of like shook up everything, these are the two that, you know, horror fans then went to where, you know, the Poughkeepsie tapes was the follow-up 
that had a troubled release and everybody kept saying they had seen it and it was better and blah, blah, blah. And then last broadcast was the one, you know, before. So to be a horror elite, you would bring up one of the two. Did when we talked to, um, Arnell, dear, dear friend, slasher victim, six, six, six. Did you say anything about the Poughkeepsie tapes as being an influence? Oh, I don't know for him. Why? Cause it just, I feel that's what I felt. While I was watching the Poughkeepsie tapes, uh, I mean, maybe real too. The and... shit is so in the DNA now, though. Like it's, you know what I mean. Like it's not. Um, I don't think you would need to see the last broadcast. I liked to... the Poughkeepsie tapes. Okay, yeah. There are problems with the Poughkeepsie tapes that. Sorry, yeah, Poughkeepsie tapes. I said last broadcast. That you, <sighs> when you go into serial killer stuff and you go into motivations it's a slippery slope and sometimes i just think that the film didn't do a great job of painting a realistic picture of the serial killer yeah it was a little too much well the the framing device on. is weird too where it's almost like a 60 minute show yeah yeah which you know now i think uh would go over really well because true crime is just huge but I also thought the the chasing down verisimilitude in that film, eh, they don't do a great job. And oh, now no, you want, you want to talk about the ending? There's some there's some genuinely upsetting moments in the Poughkeepsie yeah, tapes. There's also some really bad actors in it too. There are that like kind of just and I, I don't know what you're aiming for. Like I've never directed a film or an actor, but there's there's a style to being a non actor. And they just don't nail it there. I think it's one of the the sheriff. One of them was very egregious in their like, I am a robot. I am, you know, it's just yeah. didn't feel real at all. Um, the visuals though of homie with the mask upside down crawling around on the floor are so good. Very good. You can't take that away. Very from unsettling. Film. And I'll tell you, the dumbest thing in that movie that made me laugh out loud when I first watched it was the ending, where there's a prompt where it's like. He's out there and he, he goes into movie theaters, almost like the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Like he's going to watch his own movie. So you better be careful if you're watching this in the theater. And again, like the Poughkeepsie tapes, one of the big things about that movie is the troubled release and how it didn't really ever play a theater. So it's kind of like, oh, what a bummer. Like clearly they were pumped to have this like shock a theater audience like the Blair Witch did. And it, it just never even got the opportunity. No. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we could show it. Um. No, but I, I did enjoy the Poughkeepsie tapes. Um, again, the, the I did have some problems with the the motivations and and um, things like that, but uh, the overall execution um, was was enjoyable. And uh, again, upsetting things. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed the Poughkeepsie tapes. You know what you got to watch now? Mm. You got to watch um, the one I've I've talked about a couple of times. Uh, Megan is missing. All right, that that one's a little rough, though. Do you do you have a? Uh, I do. I have a DVD. I'll watch it tonight. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Don't watch it. Don't watch it and then go to bed. <laughs> Why is it going? Is it going to make me scared? No, but it might make you bummed out. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Q zone. That make, that make you an S or an M? <laughs> Randy gags the clown. Let me go ahead and save you a little bit of time. There is a. A clown named Gags. 
So Gags the Clown is a comedy. Oh. And, uh... Oh, maybe I've never seen it then. It doesn't, um... Oh, okay. doesn't work all the way. <laughs> from what I'm saying. Uh, Look at the tagline. Russ, can you go, the joke's on us. <laughs> Gags. Uh, Russell, can you go to the IA International Movie Database yeah. there? Uh, Lauren Ashley Carter is the star here, uh, playing Heather Dupree um, as a news journalist in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, Lauren Ashley Carter um, is a very talented, uh, beautiful actress um, who we have talked about before in a motion picture called Jugface. Uh, um, yeah, she's an imitation girl as well. And Darling, yeah, which is really good. Several things. Yeah, darling as well. And we're also trying to get on the show. Are we? Yeah. Oxana's working on it. <laughs> See? I, I didn't just leak that to only our Patreon listeners. Oh <laughs> right? You you plebeians in the free feed. We don't have Patreon because no one's interested. So because we don't put any effort into anything. So <laughs> There's they hit every trope in this thing. So Gags the Clown is this clown who is haunting Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, the scene opens up where he's in a parking garage and he scares some people. He fills <laughs> a bunch of balloons in their car. The balloons are filled with a white powder and Ooh. everyone starts to choke. There's a theme going on with the white powder and the balloons where basically if you are in uh, come across this substance in the balloon mm -hmm. then you essentially turn into a clown zombie oh what where then you are uh at the end of the film uh they all meet for an event they call that a circus <laughs> it's in a tent oh, God. is this a this is a flaney film <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's a buenwell film found footage fellini dude i'm in f f f cubed <laughs> F cubed. That's it. Um, so I've definitely never seen there, it. There is an online uh, right wing oh, no. chat show host, Alex a Jones. former military uh, gun enthusiast, um, who says that he's going to go out and hunt gags if he gets 500 likes. He got 800. Whoa. So they go <laughs> out there and they do a live recording of trying to get gags. There's three There's three subjects that we follow. So we follow the army guy. We follow the uh, news reporter uh, played by the lovely Jugface actress. And then we also uh, follow a group of shithead teens who have their own clown and they're trying to prank people into thinking that their clown is gags. Oh. Spoiler alert. One of them dies. I, I yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, one of them is a girl <laughs> who is Shock. boning the other guy. And then he got mad at her and said, we were only together so I could take your V card. <laughs> There's some very crude jokes in here. There's jokes about queefing. Oh. I believe pussy fart was used. <laughs> very crude jokes that just seem out of place. Where Again, that's why I wanted to open up with where this is the comedy and just the tone just didn't. Work. work for me again maybe it would be better in a in a setting i could oh. i could see this working uh in a crowd i get it i, like, I really do like um third stage at the gathering <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know i i don't know i i could see gags the clown working in a theater for sure 
Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's weird. You know, found and footage. The, the ending is quite bizarre. How bizarre? I, I actually, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I miss that bit very much. Because, God, no one would say it's set for Coop. I know. Yeah. Coop say bizarre. It was really bizarre. R.I.P. Coop. How bizarre? I just told you. Really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> You need to get a dummy. You have a ventriloquist dummy. I will say the ending may be the best part of this movie. I really enjoyed the ending. Should I watch it? You told me not to watch it. I'd watch it. You know, I should watch it. I like exploring genre, even when they're, you know, here's the problem. We have all these academics telling us what films to watch. We get Randy over here on his pedestal, his soapbox, and he's, you know, got the gavel of judgment. And, uh, I think, you know, the real way to enjoy a genre, especially a subgenre, is you uh, look at uh, all of it. You find the yin and the yang. Like, is it the bottom of the barrel? I'm sure we've seen worse. It is not the bottom of the barrel. It looks like it's got production. It, it, it is It is uh, middle of the barrel, slowly maybe rising uh, towards what may one may consider the top. Oh, so it's like a fish that died on the bottom, but is rising to the top. Like soured milk. <laughs> No, honestly, like I didn't have any overarching problems with Gags the Clown. Cool. I, I think it's a pretty well-made film. Um, just tonally, not everything uh, worked for me. But again, I, I could totally see this working um, in a theater. Now, the reason I thought... Just because a couple jokes didn't work for me. Okay. Well, you know. dude, they used to never work for me. You brought me around to comedy like during quarantine. And that was not an overnight thing? No, it was not. Um was that it? Mockingbird. Okay, I'm looking. I'm trying to find. Yeah. So found footage clowns came up around like, when was the whole fucking clowns in the wood like thing? 2016. Okay. Yeah. They they started popping up in. Right when we started this show. I believe it was a viral thing where that one clown had the sign on the side of the road. And then that just it went viral. Dude, there are like three movies that sprung out of that one image. I had a great short idea for a clown you remember that i do remember that i remember we were talking about it before we talked about clowns with ghoul it was one of our early interviews at dan's house watch if you want to hear that interview go to hell it's terrible <laughs> uh ghoul was great um but i you can listen to it you can listen talking. to that interview in pennsylvania and made fun of us for it that sounds about right yeah right <laughs> no but yeah you can find that on podbean but i don't know i think you found a Three, you found a good range of found footage, a lot of different things going on in those. Yeah, movies. I wanted to, I wanted to mix it up. But did you know? I mean, you did a good job if you uh, calculated that. No, I, I knew, I kind of knew what I was getting into with gags. Oh, good job, you did it because of the title, gags, yeah. the clown. <laughs> Were you gagging? <laughs> no, that's another. Uh... Gags, okay. okay. Uh, Lake Mungo is the best out of those. dude. Lake Mungo, <laughs> yeah. Right? Have you seen Lake Mungo? No. <laughs> don't Get tell him. It. Don't tell him to watch it. He'll come back and be like, "It's fucking." Sick. <laughs> I believe it's on. Uh, I believe it's on uh, the Bezos Network. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime. I think so. Is that how I watched it? I have no idea. Also, I like Clark's recommendations, just not yours. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. Ray, did you like Fright Night? Yeah, it was good. It's fun. Yeah. I watched it on VHS on this tiny TV last week during work because I needed the last hour and a half to go by quickly. <laughs> you got any more movies? You you good? Um, I, I I watched a lot of stuff. I think we shared some stuff. but Yeah, uh, that's okay, let's segue there then. Because Randy apparently likes your recommendations, but he doesn't like mine. 
Kind of got warm in this room. Why is that, Randy? Why don't you like my recommendations? That's not true. Uh, because you only watch filth, and I'm not about <laughs> filth. Hey, we just talked about how he liked The Long Weekend. You jerk off. Well, I, I think it might be connected to my name, which uh, Randy, uh, entering us into the Zencaster, called me uh, Russell Crowe Fisher. <laughs> and how funny that uh, another Russell has a recommendation for Randy. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, give him the mic. Uh, here you go. There's a little independent Australian film called Proof. It's directed by Jocelyn Morehouse. It stars Hugo Weaving, who, who achieved some fame with the Lord of the Rings and the Matrix series, and he plays a blind photographer. Kind of like a dig, man. I play a dishwasher, and it's a little allegorical tale about trust. Now, thank you, uh, Mr. Crow. Uh, yeah, I was trying to find something about him talking about Unhinged. He's so guarded. You can tell you can tell when a celebrity's had a rough time when they're kind of like they give you nothing. Yeah. And I watched this one annoying YouTuber who uh quickly got away from talking about Unhinged and just asked him a bunch of shit, but I thought that was pretty interesting. He asked Russell Crowe if uh if you could pick one film that you could have everybody go watch that was overlooked, like what what would it be? And he mentioned Proof from 1991. Did you watch Proof from 1991? Have I? Yeah. No, he just recommended it. Oh, I thought that this would have been a good segue if you'd actually <laughs> no, seen no. the movie. No, I was actually going to pitch this as homework for all of us because it is also on the Bezos network right now. I've heard of this. Never. Well, let's you're talk obsessed with Unhinged, aren't you? Uh, well, funny you brought it up. It was good. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, we haven't talked about it on the show. No, before. we haven't. So my oh, story uh, is we went back to the fucking movie theaters. I thought that, oh, I thought that we had already covered now, this, but no. That's I okay. would uh, mention what day of the week it was, but I don't know. It was Monday. It was exactly <laughs> but, one week ago. Okay, it was a week ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went. I got Panda Express. It's the first time ever in the history of that mall that there was no line. Did, did it feel like a dead mall? It, Dude, half of those uh, stores in the food court. Yeah, are closed. Yeah. Are you shocked? I'm sorry. That is rude. I mean, I listen to political radio all the time, and that's one of the uh, talking points echoed on the right. It's just all the statistics of businesses that are shutting down and not coming back. Dude, I heard this one thing about how a dude out here in San Francisco is trying to open up an ice cream shop. $200,000. He hasn't even gotten a meeting to see if it can be approved because there's an ice cream shop down the street that said they weren't happy that they were moving in. So it's gunked up in the bureaucratic system. Anyway, uh, it did. It felt like a dead mall. It felt like you're in Tijuana and a bomb had hit a mall and they kept it open anyway. Yeah. Except that it also felt like a crowded mall because I thought living out here in the Bay Area, there'd be nobody. And uh, there was a fair amount of people out there. And everybody, you know, they're masked up, kind of being polite. And who's ever cleaning the floors at the third <laughs> court of the Tan Fran Mall in San Bruno, California? Listen to me right now. <laughs> Chill out. How shiny do you need the floor to be? Well, Randy, I only wear my Adidas soccer slides. Oh, no. That is that's just what I'm wearing these days, frankly, because I have gained so much weight that socks don't fit on my feet anymore. <laughs> so I just wear my soccer slides. 
I was slipping all over the place. I almost twisted an ankle. <laughs> I look like Eddie the Eagle out there, man. It was bad. Tight reference. <laughs> I know that's for one, maybe two people out there. Can you tell me a little bit about Eddie the Eagle? You need to see that movie. It's a nice, sweet little movie about uh, a highly regarded uh, Brit boy. He's a pedophile. No, he's not. <laughs> nice British man. Actually, I think he's an egomaniac from what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> now, you were also late. You showed up like five minutes into the trailer. Okay, let it be known that I was at the mall an hour before showtime. Okay? But you're, you're just ice skating around on the floor? <laughs> I know. I had gone to uh, Cinco Hombres. All right. Known as Five Guys. Mm-hmm. Then I had to go shopping for wedding clothes. How are they doing? Cinco Hombres? Yeah. Uh, there was another person in there. Oh, well, the manager was putting up, uh, now hiring signs. Oh. So take that for what it's, it's worth. weird. It's where it's weird. Three people are on the clock. Okay. At six twenty. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a strange time. I'll tell you, you know, the slipping around thing, having worked in restaurants for so much of my, uh, younger career here on earth, I only wear Shoes for cruise. Like the boots I'm wearing right now. Oh, I'm fully aware of shoes, shoes for cruise. Shoes for cruise. Why? You don't work in a kitchen. Yeah, but I also, like, there's no worse feeling than not having friction with the floor. I'm telling you right now, it's very bad. Oh, it's terrible. It's, um, and my knee. Next, that's why I didn't go to the movies today because I know it's going to be sliding <laughs> all over the place. My knee from uh, my mosh pit career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, dude, if I get on the floor and it, my, my feet buckle, my knees. Uh, It'll pop and I'm down for it, this hasn't happened in. Oh, my God. I'm going to knock on the table. Knock on wood. Uh, it hasn't happened in the past few years, but it's definitely a reason why I work out. If I get too heavy on there, I'll fucking it'll blow out and I'm dead. Mm. My, my, there will well, be an explosion. I, <laughs> get a couple of views. Twenty five of the Pat Hilton numbers. Um, Yeah, but we went back to the theater. I so, was excited. So, we yeah, uh, the theater had opened, I think. A few days prior. Yeah, Randy told us. Uh, yeah, Randy. Thank yep. you, Randy. Uh, now, Randy, have you been back to the theater or you haven't been to a theater in your area? Uh, not in my area. I don't think they're open in Alameda County, but I went last Friday um, for two of my friend's birthdays. They rented out a theater for 90 bucks and yep. watched Beetlejuice. So that was cool. Now, we have you, any other movies to watch? No, yeah, I do see that you can rent out a theater. You can rent out a theater and play whatever you want. So, or no, there's like select, there's like 10 or something select movies that you can pick. What, what theater? Uh, I went to the Daily City Theater. Oh, weird. Century okay, or whatever. Actually, they have a good lineup coming up for, you know, their retro screening thing. They have a lot of good horror movies. I haven't movies. seen it. I think they're doing Texas Chainsaw. And sh- oh, it's because you were late. And mind uh, you, by... Uh, again, I say you're late. I should clarify for people listening. Uh, Clark and Randy are punctual. They're too early every time. Me, um, I fell in love with a beautiful girl who uh, does not know how to tell time on a clock. and uh, she, she runs on no one's else's <laughs> time except for hers. She is a princess and she is royalty and I treat her as such. And I have been late to every engagement I've ever had um, for the decade I've been with her. Um Except for that movie. We were there early and we were so proud. I'm like, we're, we're doing it. And we got up there 
and we have that talk. You think there's going to be 45 minutes of trailers? No. To who? Us? There's not going to be anybody else there. 28 minutes of previews, Randy. Jesus. And Randy, it feels like they knew that the uh, Mayan calendar was about to run out. Oh, Because dude. every goddamn movie was about the world ending. And they all felt like they took one aspect of quarantine and just blew it up into a, a movie. There's a new, um, what's the 300 guy's name? Oh, Gerald Butler? Yeah, Gerard Butler. There we go. <laughs> Randy, there's a new Gerard Butler uh, film about a comet named Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Expect sound bites from that. That's supposed to hit, and it's like, oh, it's no big deal, but then it became a very big deal, and the end of world happens because of Clark. He had, he had babies. <laughs> yeah, and then there's, it's like rain of fire. I was like, God, this is terrible timing. Oh, dude, that that's the only trailer I can remember. Yet when we were in the theater, we were there for a half hour watching these things, and all of them were like, it's lockdown. I oh, honestly do. Racial unrest. Oh, the, yeah. The politics. I don't know. It was, but I remember I was looking at you. I'm like, the fuck? Did they have these movies like saved up for That's 2020? Wild. And then, you know, there's the weird ones like Guillermo del Toro. What is that movie with the little kid and the antlers? Oh, Antler. Oh, I didn't see that preview. Dude, it's like, uh, is that movie going to come out? Saw? No, I've been wanting to rock antlers, but that that's Scott Cooper. And Scott Cooper, me and Scott Cooper, let's talk about it now. Got <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a checkered past with Scott Cooper. Yeah. Checkered flag. Because I, I want I want to like his films. Randy, are you familiar with the filmmaker Scott Cooper? Not really. The name's familiar, but I can't okay. think of anything. So I believe one of the first films he's directed was uh, Crazy Heart. Who with uh, uh, yep. Jeff Bridges as the country singer? I believe that's his best film. So he did. Uh, let's let's get down. Hostels out of the furnace. Out of the furnace is terrible. Black <laughs> Mass is terrible. Black Mass is the Johnny Depp uh, Whitey uh, Ford movie. Hostels is almost a good movie. So yeah, Scott Cooper. <laughs> Almost there. So, but I am looking forward to Antlers because it it does seem like um, an interesting premise, and uh, I'm glad that he's going uh, full uh, deep, deep into the horror genre, from what I can tell with that. So, looking forward to that. Uh, then he's also got a pre-production film called A Head Full of Ghosts, and he can take that down the street because that sounds dumb. <laughs> pre-production films on IMDb, you not, can't trust not that the best, yeah, at all. Especially when they got a killer name like a head full of ghosts. <laughs> a head full of ghosts. All right. Let's talk about Kevin. a film that you did not even know existed until the night before that we saw this movie. Um, as I said that uh, I did not want to go see Tenet. I did not want to go see The New Mutants. And the, the, really the only movie that was saved for the theater that I want to go see is unhinged uh -huh. where we've got a very angry and a very fat Russell Crowe doing road rage. Yeah. Typecasted. <laughs> this film is clearly filmed in new Orleans. Uh, however, they make no mention of that, but it's very clear it's in new Orleans. So right away felt at home. It's like, okay, I know these streets were good. This movie, I don't know. <laughs> cool <it's>. review. <laughs> I'm familiar with this terrain. Why are you stealing my okay. review anyway? I, we shared this review. All right, we'll share it. And plus, I'm more charismatic than you. How good was Russell Crowe in this? Wait, you're, you're, you're burying the, the beginning. 
it opens up with the road movie. It's straight up real footage of car wrecks on the freeway. Yeah. Like, like real footage. Like it's yeah. straight up YouTube. Like, I'm like, what the fuck are we getting into? Yeah. And, uh, from there on, we're introduced to a family clearly just to set up, a uh, punishment <laughs> here. Get to know these people so that when bad things happen, uh, you'll feel it. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. After the car, the real car wreck footage, we're introduced to, uh, Russell Crowe. Who's sitting in his car? He's a large Ford F two fifty. He's he's contemplating something. He steps out of the car. He goes in the back seat to grab a hammer. It appears to be one or three a.m. in the morning, and uh, he destroys the front door with a regular hammer. And the ca- now, Randy, the camera stays wide. We're back on the curb, and uh, we just watch Russell Crowe, who is clearly playing John Goodman in this movie. Russell Crowe has to be conservatively 275, 280 Dude, he's, he's tall, though, right? How tall is he? He may be pushing three bills. He's a big man in this. Day. Motherfucker, I was three bills. Like, it's this guy. How tall is he? How tall? Internet, help me out. I, six, six foot. He's only six foot. So in Hollywood, that's five eight. Ah, damn it. Yeah, he's probably like two eighty. Dude, they do a good job of giving him like a fucking presence, like some strength in that movie. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it's his voice too. Like that clip Randy couldn't hear. He, it's gotten lower. He's yeah. been smoking some cigars or something. He's, he is doing an accent, and I don't hate it. No, I didn't hate it either. Anyway, so Randy, he gets out of the car and he walks down the uh, little runway to the front door. And uh, the camera doesn't follow him. We just stay there locked in wide. He destroys the door with a hammer. As the door collapses, a dude runs at him. And uh, he uh, destroys the dude with the hammer. I believe a couple headshots and he drops down. Then uh, I'm guessing the dude's uh, significant other, a lady runs in screaming, (laughs) sees a giant Russell Crowe turns and runs behind the staircase so we can't see her but the camera hasn't made a cut yet he follows her around the corner uh we can only imagine that he destroys her with the hammer also. thank you to the foley artist yeah and uh we get screams and then he comes back in and douses the front room in gasoline lights it on fire comes back up to meet the camera again and drives away and Titles. it's like yeah welcome to unhinged <laughs> <laughs> it was like whoa and I, I just remember being my jaw a gap the whole film and every 15 minutes looking over at Clark just being like dude are we watching this right now I mean so that cuts into a girl waking up on the couch we figure out she's going through a divorce Um, she's living with her brother who just moved in he's not paying rent Um, he's got his girlfriend there she's got a son we get a phone call from um, her divorcee who's trying to push the papers through and he now wants the house and she's late to bringing her son to school. And she's got an important client who she's also looking to be late. And then when all that goes to pot, she goes to breakfast with her lawyer. Well, she sets up a lunch. Yeah. To, uh, for therapy. Yeah. And, um, she gets on the freeway and it's just stop and go LA traffic. Right. I thought they were supposed to be in LA. And say, the traffic was just screaming LA, like the kind of bullshit that I hear. But yeah, I think you're right. They it never was very clearly knew what Dude, there were roadmaps everywhere too. Neither of us caught what Yeah, I was like because they didn't show like the police. They they hid whatever city or for whatever reason. But dude, this movie, I enjoyed the hell out of it. 
Um, me and Oksana were hoping it was a slasher. It a hundred percent is. And oddly enough, it's a slasher where the, the villain isn't who you're rooting for. Like, I mean, Russell Crowe isn't wearing a mask and he's not a caricature of like evil or like, uh, I don't know, repressed testosterone or something. He is just anybody. He's any shithead on the road. And it's all in the daytime. We're doing, uh, what is that movie? Um, the Training Day, where we have a yeah. movie that takes place in one day, except there's no dawn. There's no dusk. Wait, which one is night? Dawn, right? No. Dusk is night. Okay, there's no dusk. The sun is up the whole time. And uh, 80% of the movie, we're in cars. And I'll tell you, you know, it, it seems like quaint or like it's a quirky film. It's fucking stressful. Oh, yeah. The whole time it feels like the car's about to get T-boned. We a lot of cars. Oh, there's a lot of a lot of cars. Practical car crashes. I, I loved it. And again, there's a, a broad daylight, no fucks given, murder in a public place. And uh it kind of had one of those like social uh experiments where it's like, oh, this guy's going to be murdered in front of everybody. We've we've already experienced some unset. We, like we already knew that Russell Crowe is up to no good, but that the murder in the restaurant takes us on a different course for the rest of the film. But I, the message it gives is that, um, you know, the, the horror movies they. It's usually the outcast hunting a lone wolf or, you know, it's the straggler from the herd. That's normally what a slasher movie is. And it's like, fuck, if they weren't in the cabin miles away from the city, this couldn't have happened. Or if, you know, if it wasn't the weird uh, redneck family out in the Boonesville fucking Texas, this wouldn't have happened. And this movie's in the heart of a city. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, they probably didn't name the city because it could be anywhere. Which, again, this movie is... Anytown, USA. Right? And this movie has a message. Because it all jumps off. Because there's a dude who uh, sat through a green light when he could have made a left. And, uh, you know, the car directly behind him just lays on the horn. Didn't get that courtesy hawk. And then uh, drove around and cut off. And I'll tell you, they have a brief interaction. Do you think she could have avoided the mayhem that was to come if she did apologize. 100%. You you do? 100%. I think that says something to the character that Russell Crowe's pro- playing, though, where if you really think he would have backed off. I do. You know, I kind of do, too. And again, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the ending. Like, not really. But the ending of the movie, there's a joke about honking in traffic. Also, there's a werewolf. Also, there's a werewolf <laughs> that's dropped from a UFO. Yeah. So, uh... Dude, this movie's fucking good. Now, would I recommend it to Randy? Randy could have fun with us. Yeah, I almost you... saw it like a while ago it, when it like first came to the drive-in. I was thinking about going, but I do kind of want to see it. Dude, it'd dri- be a good drive-in movie. Drive-in movie, that might even heighten it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, and you're looking around and it's like, oh, these motherfuckers, they're going to road rage. Dude, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. It really hits a lot of the slasher tropes. Also, I should mention the cars. The car shit is pretty brutal. Like if you if you had PTSD from Rex, I mascara. Don't watch it. What? I don't get it. Oh, okay, I do get it. Congratulations. <laughs> you want to elaborate? No, I don't. Okay. There's a lot of gore though, and it's Rabinsky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I. You know, it's a horror movie. 
I, I know right after we watched it, Oksana went in the Overlook Theater thing and was put it out there. I think Bloody Disgusting did an article on it, too. But this is more a slasher movie than people try to say Terminator is. Bloody Disgusting produced Gags the Clown. Oh, did they acquire it or did they produce it? Well, they have it. They probably acquired it. Yeah. You put a clown on a fucking movie and I'm sure you make money at Walmart. So. Right? (laughs) Randy, start cooking up ideas. Put put three clowns on a podcast. You don't sell anything, so. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, Joe Biden over here? (laughs) Yeah, I got jokes today, baby. Oh, man. Damn, that was good. All right. Do you want to add anything to it? Liked it. I think I rated it four stars on Letterboxd. I gave it five on Letterboxd. I know. That was a little, little excited. Mo- that might have just been me playing off of Randy. I knew he was going to look at it. I'm like, Let's <laughs> give it a five. See if he uh, can't sleep at I, night. I had fun. <laughs> I, I commented on it. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> yeah. Unhinged. What the fuck else did I watch? Oh, God. You know, I think about the morning zoo so much i don't even think about the movies i watched watched a movie last night i watched um south park is back and it's on hbo what express max Max. i can never fucking remember what that's called you don't like max no i don't like the color scheme that they've used i you know i kind of like it clark do you watch it on your ipad uh no i watch it on my uh, apple television uh it's weird you have to watch it landscape or you have to use the app in landscape like, yeah, it like doesn't function the other way. It's kind of annoying. Why? I don't know. The app just, you can try to force it to go like, you know, uh, up and down and it, it doesn't work that way. You're going to end up in jail doing that. You need consent, Randy. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. But I also watched you, the South Park special. South Park was great. It offends everybody. I love it. Um, It made me laugh out loud. LOL. LOL. Kind of uncontrollably. I felt, you know, I don't know if it's comfort food for me, but I just, I've loved South Park. I, I, you know, I guess the politics has always been buried in me and I just love their cynical commentary that kind of goes all around. I know early on they got a lot of shit for being what they didn't um, talk shit about um, Bush very much or something. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter. I love that show. They predict the future. It's great. Uh, The other thing we watched together was... um, Monster Party. Monster Party. Last night. Fuck how I forgot about that movie already. You know, Randy, I consider myself to have pretty good instincts. <laughs> <laughs> and last night uh, didn't turn out to prove that. <laughs> As we were set to watch another motion picture on the uh, horror network known as Shudder. And uh, I sat down uh, with my roommates, one Russell John Fisher and... Uh, the other, Oksana Valerian of Osachi. And we were going to watch a motion picture called Spiral. Um, and in between... Why were we going to watch that, though? Talking Because uh, I had seen a YouTube advertisement for Spiral uh, before watching uh, one of my uh, YouTube videos, which probably had to do with Formula One and or cooking carbonara. Um, and it was for a preview for Spiral, not the Darren Lynn Bousman, uh, Chris Rock film that uh, is due next year from the Saw universe. This is a film about um, an interracial 
homosexual couple in the suburbs that get involved in some sort of occult situation. And uh, the reviews for this have said that it is the gay, the gay get out. And one reviewer uh, succinctly summed it up as <laughs> get out of the closet. <laughs> That's and offensive. I quite enjoyed that, and it was worth me wanting to watch the movie for that. And in between saying, just take a look at Shutter, see what else is going on, and then we go across That's the not movie. what happened. It was you what said, happened. You're like, hold on, let's look through here. I might want to re-up. Because yeah, you th- constantly cancel your subscription. So I was like, yeah, let's see what's going on. And then Monster Party. And then you said, oh, Zombie King recommended Monster Party. And they were like, okay, let's watch it. But and then, then right before we watched it, you were like, wait, this doesn't on. sound right. Hold on. No, you're like, wait, it's a heist movie? We're watching it. And then I was like, I feel like that's oh, yeah, wrong. That's right. So I got up and I went to all my notes because I'm a maniac. And I found where we talked to Zombie King and Stu. And it was not Monster Party. It was Book of Monsters. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I couldn't pull that name. Yeah. So, but right so down. we watched Monster Party from 2018 from writer director Chris von Hoffman. Uh, right there, Chris von Hoffman. You get one star. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, the synopsis of the film as Russell changes the I'm screen. Sorry. Uh, three young thieves infiltrate a Malibu dinner party this movie felt like three or four movies lumped all together to me what kind don't breathe none were great um don't breathe don't breathe don't breathe was definitely one of those um (sighs) nothing (laughs) no i'm I'm, I'm it got too cute for its own good when it finally got to the killing i did not see that coming even though i don't know what i was waiting for does that make sense i don't know where we were headed i don't know if you're articulating i don't know where we were headed but when we got to where we were going i didn't think it was going to go that way that it was going to be a family of serial killers and oh, that they spoiler dude whoa it's come on it's not i think i think it says that in the description on Twitter. yeah it does um headed up by uh cedric daniels yep. from the wire aka lance reddick who just hams it up every chance yeah but can. i think is he just like that he walks like he's a fucking android have, out you, of Terminator. have you seen him in any other show other than the wire i have he but hams it up and everything in john wick He's, oh, he's yeah, like the yeah. Nigerian guy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's got a hell of a voice though. He I does. like I like seeing but him on every camera. time he gets mad, I just expect him to say, yeah. God damn it, McNulty. Yeah. And uh I do miss that. The wire is the best show. Let's talk about season five. Now you, Russell, you like this more than me. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Why? Uh, because you know, I don't. I don't look for a perfect film. I'm not Randy over here. I'm not the god of sin. I'm not looking for a perfect film. I'm, you know, I'm not opening the rule book. Uh, Perfection lies in imperfections, brother. You fucking liar. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, Why first, do you think I like Fed Girl. First off, uh, the bar was on the floor for me. Like there wasn't a lot that they could uh, do to. <laughs> I don't know, surprised me at how bad this was going to be. And I don't know why. I think it was just playing off of you being excited for a heist movie. I love a heist movie. I love a heist movie. I love a heist show. 
Frankly, if I had more organizational skills, <laughs> I would love a heist. All right. What what was that movie? That beautiful heist movie that was all one shot. A beautiful heist. That's right. <laughs> that was not You're talking about Victoria. <laughs> Victoria, thank oh, you. Oh, Victoria's good. All in one shot. That's a good heist movie. This film was literally "Don't Breathe" in the beginning. Yeah, it's some kids. It's like, oh, it's f-. actually no, it wasn't because there was a titty bar, almost like HBO in the '90s, where everything had to go to a strip club. And uh, what one of your comedian uh, blue collar boys was in? Bill Inval is in this movie. That's a name that I don't know how many people could pull. Why don't you give him his catchphrase? Randy, do you know Bill Inval? No, not really. Oh, oh man, nobody no, does. The name Bill sounds Ingvall. familiar, but. Bill Ingvall it was one of the bigger comedians on the planet at a certain time. Okay. And he's still, I think he's well, still what doing is, what okay. Is, what's his claim to fame? Oh, you know what? Looking at his face right here on IMDb, I get it. You know Bill I know Ingvall. he is. In the movie, No, could not you tell. Could, because he, he got beat the hell out of. Well, he gets on camera having been pummeled. Yeah. Um, he was in a show called The Bill Ingvall Show <laughs> that gave a young actress her start. That young actress's name? Waiting. Waiting. Jennifer Lawrence. Who? What are you talking <laughs> about? The great Katniss Everdeen. Oh. The great mother. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. Um, he was also in Bait Shop. And Sharknado 3 Ohelmo. Yeah. Uh, That's where his career went. <laughs> yeah, so Bill Ingvall is in this, as well as uh, what's his name, Julian McCullough. Is that there? Is that our yep. guy's name, Julia Julian McMahon, and also uh, Starlight from The Boys. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Moriarty. Yeah, for <sighs> me, I don't know. You know, it it opens up. They're going to do a heist, and what you meant by cute is this film's clearly going for style. Also, there's an actor in there named Mickey Gooch Jr. <laughs> so they're going for style here. Yeah. And half the time it works, but when it works, it's kind of hacky because they're doing a lot of Italian horror shit. Like it's a busy camera zoom. It's cool guy shit. But, um, well, it's not because it's horror. That's nerdy. The cool guy shit just did not work. That's what I'm saying. It was too much cool guy shit. Well, okay. The cool guy shit was in the script for sure. Because it's, you know, we're three kids and we're going to, oh, we're sneaking into this party and we're going to be, yeah, we got spinster and bone storm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good reference right For there. For no one. Pumpkin Carver. We'll talk about it more as we get deeper in October. Pumpkin Carver. Um, and uh, so what I'm particularly talking about is this is one of those like very macabre genre films where it's it's horror. Except it takes like the first third of the movie to get there. It takes a long time. Like it, they're doing a lot of cool guys. We got shit. the family dynamic. Like, we, got uh, a, we got a young... A uh, very popular, very hip interracial couple that is with child. Spoiler. It's not. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> well, it's a spoiler if we go any farther. Than that. Oh, God. I know you want to, but shut up. They kill okay. her. <laughs> uh, that was a spoiler. And it's shitty because it surprised the hell out of Clark. Yeah, so, thank you. Thank you very much. Especially surprised when they uh, no, pulled okay, that baby out. Cut, uh, oh, God. <laughs> You're just ruining this movie. Anyway, um, there, so when we finally get into the horror third of the film, it's it's firing on all cylinders, and I think you know it. The style has dialed back, and they're doing a lot of um great gore effects for on camera for like a second, 
which is the way that it should be done. And especially when you got like a 4K camera and everything looks so beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's a there's some great interaction at the end of the film. The first act, eh, we're doing Cool Guy Town. Second act, we're like deep into Cool Guy Town and it just is not working. There's a moment where they do the the camera isn't leveled with the floor and it's supposed to make the oh. audience feel unstable. And it, it, it tilts very slowly and then it keeps going like you're in a tunnel that's spinning around. And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then there's a cut, but it keeps tilting. And there's another cut and they just throw it away. Yeah. And it's like, what, did you give up on that dumb technique? I don't know. It's it's a lot of style. Half of it pays off. Very good uh, practical effects. There's some good effective kills that are fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the the positives of this I can't take away, but again, it was just so the reason it was uneven and it was a mess. The reason I liked it, or you know, I'd probably give it a three. And if Netflix were filled with films like this, it'd be great. You just put on a movie. Hey, there's some good, there's some bad. I'll probably forget about it in two weeks and a half, which is bad. I I would say a three because there. I mean, my GPA was two point two. So what are you saying about that, brother? I had a one point eight. How about that? Oh, point four (laughs) more. Randy, where are you sitting? Uh, I was like a three to uh, or so most years. Oh man, overachiever. Oh, why did I turn that down? I turned my board down Uh, again. If you have any interest in being the board (laughs) operator. We have Randy. He just doesn't want to hang out with us. Yeah, Randy. Okay. Oh, let's get into that. Let's get into that. Okay. Randy sent us a nice little text message a few days ago saying that he would not be able to be here during certain dates. And I said, Randy, my dear friend, where are you going off to? Then you told us that you're going to Boise, Idaho. <laughs> you're going to Boise on a plane, and you won't come to San Bruno in a car. Defend yourself. Uh, mostly because if I did come to San Bruno, I would still wear a mask the whole time, and I don't think my voice would sound very good uh, through a mask. You're a big dick. <laughs> Shia, that was rude. Randy, I wasn't going to bring this up. Uh, that was all Clark. I, Randy, I love you. And we actually had a little wall of plastic installed in the room and it's got a door. Um, we, we have to bolt it shut. Uh, so creepy Clark doesn't get in there with you, but I, I mean, I can move. I have a whole nother, it, it was a tablet surface pro. Randy, we can make it work, brother. We <laughs> just, we just want unity and we just want friendship back. And if, if, if that takes us, uh, rearranging uh, to get to a safe protocol, then we will certainly do that, Randy, because that is what our love does for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I... Uh, are you guys doctors or scientists or what's going on? <laughs> what are you saying? We, we, can, we can do the six feet thing. We can, get, we can barricade this thing off. We can make it work. Everyone's doing them remote, bro. This is the future now. I got my new podcast. What makes you on the goddamn airplane, Randy? I got my, my I got my setup. My setup's looking good now at home. I'm you like, know, I look that, like a pro. That was that was the real thing. It's like I think Randy just doesn't want to drive over here. That's exactly what it is. And nah. I don't fucking, I don't blame him. I'm just saying, you're going to Idaho on an airplane. Yeah, I'm gonna go visit my sister, and it's also around my birthday. What's that got to do with the virus? The virus don't care if it's your birthday. 
Yeah, I'm going to wear a mask and a face shield, probably. I think Marbles is going to give me a free face shield when she's in town. Oh, you're going to see her? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Outside. Oh, oh, oh you <laughs> haven't seen her since six goddamn months. And then one little Jew broad comes from Queens. Well, she was resurrected I from mean, the dead. I mean, if she has friends Never. out here, so if she comes out here, I'll maybe go like grab a drink outside or something. That is Whoa. Oh. You guys wouldn't come out here. Uh, dude, uh, it's over. It works both ways, baby. <laughs> we'll bring the whole fucking table over there. <laughs> I'm deeply hurt. Hey, man, this is the future. This is remote, remote <laughs> podcasting, man. That's, that's the future? What is? You being a traitor, that's the future? I'm not a traitor. I'm saying if she's in Oakland... I'll go hang out outside. It's down the street from my house. I don't have to get in a car either. Russell and I are in Oakland every <laughs> week, dude. We've heard no, you're nothing. Not. All right. All right. All right. So Monster Party, two and a half stars. Russell? I'd give it three. Did you letterbox it? It's an easy watch. Yeah. You know who I didn't like was the dad. Julian McMahon. He's so boring. He's not. Nip Tuckin now. Oh, is he from Nip Tuck? Yeah. He looked very Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, I know a lot of the cast Malibu pretty people, which, you know, I'm usually not a fan of either. Malibu stinks. He just looked very, I don't know, studio. And I, I wasn't a fan of him. What about Starlight? I liked Elephant. Elephant Head. Oh, God, we forgot about the best part of the movie. What the fuck is his what Elephant his Man? Name? What was his name? Uh, Michael? Leo? Mika? Scroll down, scroll down. Uh, wasn't that wasn't Luther Dodge? I don't think he's on here. Go to full cast. All right. He had a good name, Mickey. It was Mickey. Yeah, from Three Friends. That's Mickey. He was great. Yeah, hang out for Mickey. If you watch the movie, you gotta get no context for Mickey. But frankly, that was the strength of the film. Yeah, he he steals the movie. It's great. Worth it for that. All right. Are we good? Anything else? Um, yeah, Alberto wants to say something. Fuck Randy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's Alberto. I second that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Hashtag. All right. We did it. No guest. Um, again, sometimes guests are too cool for for them to come on our show. Well, we got over on Fantasia. We could take a hit. That's true. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, shout out to RLJE. Was that correct? Yes, he did it. Um, they sent us a Blu-ray spree. Hey, you know what? Beautiful slipcover. I enjoyed the movie enough. Uh, and the bonus features were weird. What was Oksana telling me downstairs? Um, special features. Uh, Kurt's World <laughs> 96 social media content. I would watch that. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm intrigued. His little social media thing. I'll tell you. I like the slipcover. It's got Misha Barton and uh, uh, Grande's little brother or yeah. whatever. Older brother? Little brother? I have no idea. I don't know their Weird age. looking I don't brother see for age, sure. man. Good for you. I'm trying to get on that level. Joe Keery is, uh, this kid's going to be a star. Joe Curiosity? <laughs> you like, if he were a magician. No, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He jumped out of his seat and gave me a thumbs Every up. time I say Joe Keery, I think of uh, the former presidential nominee. I don't know. John Kerry. Oh, that was a stretch. 
Joe Curiosity is much better. John Kerry. John Kerry, you know, his is married to Teresa Hines. Oh, Joe Kerry. You know, Teresa Hines is uh, no. ketchup. Yes, ketchup. She yeah. is uh, the ketchup daughter, Randy. the daughter of the giant um, Heinz Ketchup Enterprise. And comedian Earthquake had a great joke about because uh, when uh, John Kerry was running for president, he was talking about uh, him being married to uh, Teresa Hines, and he was just wondering why is he doing anything if he married to the owner of Ketchup. He's like, man, my bitch own Ketchup. <laughs> He's like, I ain't doing shit. Yeah. My bitch own catch. Yeah, you're sitting on a pile of money. Maybe the best punchline of all time. I'd use it. My bitch own catch. It's right up there with hamburger. Hey, don't take away from <laughs> hamburger. That's my guy. Hamburger. What happened to your catchphrase? Take that down the street? No. You don't remember. It's one of my catchphrases. Keep going. Oh, um. You don't remember. Uh the what was the noise? Gabo. Oh, there you go. <laughs> The great Gabo. Gabo. <laughs> All right. Uh, I feel that we're wrapping up. Do you want to take another look at what I was working on? God, you go ahead and break it. All right. It was great. I mean, there's, oh, no, there's no video component. It's so good. <laughs> Send that to Randy, please. I'll take a picture. I leveled up in Photoshop and I made one of our dreams come true. I'm not completely done yet. Randy, but, uh, are you familiar with the motion picture uh, circa 2005 entitled Sin City? Yes, I am. Can you imagine the dream that I made a reality? Uh, no, because I don't remember anything about it. All right. Well, I sent you a picture. Spin City? Should... <laughs> hey, that's a good show. That, that was... we, we talking Charlie Sheen or Michael J. Fox? That was a good bit. Oh, J. Fox all the way. There, boy. All right, Randy, did you get it? <laughs> uh, I, I received the picture. I don't know if I get get it necessarily. <laughs> Google the yellow bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yellow bastard in Sin City. So what Russell did is he took uh, the great filmmaker, Frederick Wiseman, and uh, turned him <laughs> yellow <laughs> so that he looks like the yellow bastard in Sin City. I think I need to change the color palette. A li- no, also, look at his fingernails. He has well manicured hands. Well, I, I actually cleaned them up. I wanted to go for a star. Also, what kind of shirt is he wearing under the jacket? It looks like he's wearing like a football jersey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some it's like Under Armour. <laughs> it's very strange. But yeah, I know I um This white, is a great poor I would hang this in my room. So I um I actually tried to go for a deeper contrast like the comic and I made his nails like extra white and his eyes extra white. Now, Russell, I'm gonna ask you another question. Please keep in mind I don't mean anything racial in this. Oh, God. Okay. Can you make him any color? <laughs> <laughs> I could. I, I kind of want to see what else uh, we're working with here. Make him uh No, I can't do it that quick. No, I just mean like, uh, I would like to see something in maybe a chartreuse. Actually, I think I can. I, you know, I got to look it up a little bit more. But. Because you'd have to. Oh, you can. Oh, you can just do. No, oh, it's you just saved to yeah. catch it. It's just because you'd have to do the hands and the face, right? Yeah, it actually, it took me my whole lunch to do. Anyway, we're talking about a visual thing. I will put this up. You know, I was thinking maybe we could uh, throw that on a coffee. I'm mug. gonna tell you right now, it's not a bad look for him. It's, it's really. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's Frederick Wiseman with right. jaundice. So you know what I'm gonna do? Let's throw this out on Twitter. 
people need to come up with like a phrase or like a play on Frederick Wiseman and the Yellow Bastard. No, we're exactly going to throw this on Twitter because I just heard from Creepy Clark that this is the new profile pic. Okay, okay. yeah, but I we need like a mug or something. Just throw Frederick Wiseman, on. Frederick Yellowman. I All don't right. know. So thank you for listening to the show. Uh, the how, how long did this one go? Oh, not that long. When there's 225. No oh, God. Too long. Well, I mean, the first half hour is, you know, talking about how the wedding adventure was anything but an adventure. Because that's, that's life, man. I mean, it really gets good after the first 25 minutes. It's where all the great morning radio bits come in. Remember, we got a puppet. He's conservative. Oh, that felt like a lifetime ago. <laughs> no, how'd you Joey think? the conservative puppet? I'm Joey the conservative puppet. Tuck and roll. <laughs> tuck? Well, that's exactly what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're going to tuck and roll out of here. We'll see you for the next episode. Bye bye. So, I had a, 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 about a month ago, I had to take a sample in to have it tested and they basically said uh, in the letter with this sample you, you need to have made sure you've ejaculated at least 20 times before providing this sample so that's <laughs> how long it takes for the pipes to get cleared 20 <laughs> times Twenty. Oh so like two days just before it <laughs> you've given a window what's the window <laughs> did you go to work did you have time <laughs> Well, this, this was the problem because with it being in lockdown, they said you can't. Normally, they have cubicles and booths at the the hospital where you can do it and then provide your sample. They said because we haven't got facility, you need to do it at home, um, and then provide your sample within one hour. Um, so you have to hand it over within one hour. And I was like, oh my god, performance anxiety or what? <laughs> Of course. Damn it. <laughs> and, but the thing go. is, go now. It's, go. It's, it's women's hospital, Stu. To get fr to there from mine, um, the bus is only every half an hour. So <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. So my appointment is at one o'clock. Um, so it's like, right, 12 o'clock on the dot, go. <laughs> Oh, wow. Dude, it's like the it's like the it's like the end of Ferris Bueller's man when he's trying to get home. You're like juggling with this like semen cup going jumping over the fences. <laughs> like running against that, almost dropping it. <laughs> but but the bus to get there was like at quarter past, so it's like so I've gotta leave the house at ten past, so I've got like a ten minute window on. I was like, I really don't <laughs> Uh, Damn I, you, I, I have to be there. I have to. So, I got a taxi. <laughs> do do they do they put you under for this, or you you're up and awake the whole time? Oh no no I, yeah you're awake you just be, lie back. Let, see I I was hoping to watch it and video it, but <laughs> they just make you lie flat on the couch so I couldn't even see it on the couch. Um, Would you do this at your uncle's house? What do you mean couch? <laughs> 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 Did you go to a real doctor, Chris? <laughs> Did you just find an ad online? 
<laughs> Need a vasectomy, $15. Here we go. <laughs> the local butchers it was. <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got a vasectomy and some Italian sausage at the same time. <laughs> With fennel. Um, oh, God, I wish I could see you all right. Um, but yeah so anyway uh, this week I got a letter saying that I'm officially barren so yeah (laughs) mission accomplished (laughs) because sometimes because that's that's not a it's not a foolproof procedure right sometimes a couple swimmers uh, get through yes yes yeah they reckon within even after three months of having it done you can still have the odd stray one um, creeping out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just one strong swimmer. That's all it takes. It's like a... Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a, fr- a friend who... Um, she's just done a PhD about um, trying to stop mosquitoes spreading malaria. And one of the things that she is doing is um, trying to breed sterile mosquitoes. Um, but in order to do this, um, she has to <laughs> she has to masturbate mosquitoes to produce semen. <laughs> she also dissects she dissects um, mosquito um, scrotums and testes to get the semen out of them, and they're wow. apparently like twice the length of their body as well. Congratulations, <laughs> mosquitoes. <laughs> Imagine. So, it's, it's, so that's not beaks that are sucking our blood. That's their giant dicks. <laughs> We're oh, getting man. fucked by mosquitoes. In the same way, no more. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but I was chatting with the other day, and she showed me a photo. And I was like, and it looked like, um, you know, some interstellar nebula, but like white and green, like it inverted, and it was like that. A, a, yeah, a semen testes that I've. Uh, evacuated. Oh. <laughs> what what does what mosquito jizz look like? Um, it was. Uh, I'll I'll get her to send a photo. Please. <laughs> we're we're setting we're setting up quite a quite a photo album sent over to us. We've got your gorilla balls. We've got mosquito jizz. I'm just googling it. <laughs> Your search history, my God! Oh my God! Oh man! And what's the process like? Yeah, right. How do you jerk off a mosquito? Um, like without crushing it, with very small fingers. <laughs> like this big? <laughs> like you have to find smaller. them. You're smaller. You maybe need to get an ant to do it. <laughs> They get like the local. Bring in the ants. ants (laughs) Bring in the ants to extract the mosquito jizz. (laughs) We get some. We get some stripper mosquitoes to come in and do their work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or just yeah. Or just show them pictures of giant like pools of blood or something. Yeah. Just giant buckets of blood. blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! Stew, there's a movie in this. There is, there is many. 